Da-da-dum. Let's shoot. Da-da-dum. Let's shoot. Uh, no, I'm not going to do the whole song because this is not the Adams family. This is the Shoot Brothers. The one and only Shoot Brothers podcast hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Thunder Osborne. Shoot, shoot, bang, bang, baby. We got a lot. Uh, yes, people have been shot. Uh, we got a lot of wrestling. Gears have been turned fully rotated. Um, a lot of shit's happened, I guess, in the wrestling world. Title matches, championships have changed hands. Lots of good wrestling matches all across the board this week. Um, we got all that and more. Amen. Yep. Th- amen. That's right, Mike. And you, you're really burying the lead on the big episode 101. We officially start the <laughs> of climb course, I miss that. back to uh back to that centennial mark and i think uh it's like it's, it's as if we're starting on episode one uh right now mike do you remember what episode one uh do you remember anything about episode one the elimination chamber the elimination chamber of course i'll never forget uh, the debut of the women's tag titles Wait, what a bit! What a big week to uh, to big, kick off the show yeah. too. Of course, Sarah Logan. I think that's why we picked it. You know, we had been cooking the show for a little bit. Some dark episodes that the fans will never see, but yeah, uh, Shoot Brothers Dark. Our debut. <laughs> <laughs> we, we released that on a different uh, yeah. on a different podcast. That's bonus content, Patreon level three. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the Patreon. If you subscribe to the Patreon, you'll get uh, all the <laughs> the unreleased dark yeah, the episodes. Art, we're digging into the archives. That's right. Uh, the, Dis- the Disney vault. And uh, just like episode one was a big uh, week with a big pay-per-view, I guess it seems like 101 is a big week with another big pay-per-view because uh, we had some AEW this past weekend. Let's just go right into it. Let's get right into some full gear. Review. Full gear. Okay. 2020. Uh, long ass show. Very long. Uh, very long. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this was a rare occasion where you and I actually got to watch the show together in person. So ideally it would go on it would have gone on forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, there I think there was a couple fight forever chance, so but uh yeah, a long show. Uh we didn't watch most of the buy-in, we just saw the match. That was the only important part, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I think they were just, they kinda kept just pumping up, you know, a lot of those pre match yeah. uh, buy-in. A lot of those pre-match uh, hype packages. Yeah. Sure, which are, those are important, though. Yeah, but they usually replay them anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, we got the one match. Serena Deeb defending her newly won NWA women's title against Allison Kay. Uh, so, you know, I'm all for getting a second women's match on the show. A- a two. Way to go, AEW. Yeah. Got two of them on the card here. And it seems like, you know, this NWA title might be here to stay for a little bit. So uh, might as well use it, right? Might as well. But anyways, the match was fine. Uh, eventually, Deeb applies the serenity lock, as she calls it. Uh, gets a submission win, retains the title. But then after the match, the big news is Thunder Rosa comes out to confront her. So further stirring the pot of uh, her status as a free agent or who knows. Doesn't seem like WWE at this point if she's still showing up on AEW. And th- Yeah, Thunder Rosa coming there, I feel like, was the biggest part of the match. Yeah, uh, yeah, her bit at the end, and yeah, you're right. I guess if she's shown up, it's not like W. I don't think WWE would be cool with, you know, her doing a bunch of appearances in AW. You know, I don't think that would kind of fly. Yeah. Unless they're like, "Hey, look, we just stole her. <laughs> she was on TV for you." <laughs> That's a good know. point. That's a good point. But we've been saying for weeks, let's fucking boost up the quality of this uh, women's division and. 
Yeah, I'm just happy to see more of them on TV, so yeah. I'll take it. Amen. But uh, let's kick into the main show, and they're kicking it off with a bang, a big bang. Uh, Kenny Omega taking on Adam Hangman Page. We're jumping right into the finals of the World Title Eliminator Tournament. Might as well, Winner get- might as well kick it off. We have uh, New Japan's Don Callis sitting down oh, yes. uh, there on uh, commentary, another Winnipeg boy. Yes, uh, called many of Kenny's big moments uh, across the world. But, uh, yeah, man, this match, we were all very anticipated. Uh, a little surprised opening the show, but why not? Makes, you know. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's, it's going to be a hot match. opening. It's going to be a yeah. hot opening. <laughs> so we just got a bunch of great wrestling. Uh, both men sacrificing their body, jumping off barricades, diving to the floor. Uh yeah, Paige hits a pop-up powerbomb on the ramp. Kenny hits a bunch of V-triggers. Hangman hits the dead eye at one point for a big near fall. We haven't seen him pull that move out too often these days. And because we've just been, all we've seen, all we've been seeing is that, uh, was that V-trigger buckshot, buckshot yeah. combo. Yeah, so I like to see that move, but big kick out there. Uh, Kenny Omega hits the Tiger Driver 98. And we both kind of gasped as that was the one where he just dropped Hangman like right on his head. Right on his head. Uh, <laughs> huge supporters of head bumps here over the Super Bowl. Oh, Bowl. yeah. <laughs> Big old supporters of head bumps. So that was a great one. Uh, Hangman does go for that buckshot lariat, but Kenny's got it so well scouted. He just keeps ducking it, hits some more V-triggers. He hoists Hangman up on his shoulders. Uh, Paige is trying to fight out, but Kenny hits the one-winged angel. And that's it. Omega is your winner, getting that future world title shot. Getting the future world title shot. Uh, God, imagine having to follow up this match. There would have been no <laughs> good first match to have to follow up on. Uh, this was hot. This was long. Yeah, even still, Hell though, I think, we were, I think we were both a little bit surprised that it ended, ended when it did. It was only like 16 minutes. Not that that's short, but I thought going in, maybe this would be a 25-minute but, uh, you know, I think maybe they're saving that big match for when Omega's the champ. And, and then Page is the challenger. Page is coming back up. Yeah. And the so future- they left a little bit on the table. It was still a great match, but they left a little bit there, you know? Fantastic. No, that's exactly right. Uh, Kenny Omega's, it's Kenny Omega's time. Yeah. He's on his way. The cleaner's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's his his little uh, his little cape with the one uh, with the yeah. one wing. <laughs> or as I call him, the sweeper. The sweeper? Because I botched it one time. Oh, you botched it. You botched it. I'm like, it. here comes the sweeper. And you're like, you mean the cleaner? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't remember that. <laughs> there was a long, that was like episode 45. Oh, God. Oh, God. Let's go. Let's go back. Check the archives on that one. Yeah. Um, uh. yeah fa- fantastic <laughs> match. Uh, where Adam Page goes from here. Um, you know, does he go, does he go deeper into the, to the, to the booze hole? I don't know. I mean, he seems. Does he I mean, fall yeah, off the, the wagon. The elite are all kind of doing their things, and uh, Paige is like the most pure baby face of them at the moment. The only one he's hurting is himself with his drinking. Yeah, and that's and that's such a sympathetic, uh, you know, way to go down. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. At mm-hmm. least he doesn't ride that horse out anymore. Amen. He's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, you start off with a hot match. Uh, I guess this is probably the match. Uh, well, Orange Cassidy taking on John Silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you follow it up. I mean, everyone loves Orange Cassidy, but uh, do you think he might be getting a little overexposed at this point? Yeah, this was one of those matches that 
yeah, it didn't, didn't have to happen. And as soon as something doesn't have to happen, you start to wonder to yourself, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah I mean, you so know, this we was, love And this these. was a feud that was kind of built, uh, it's been building on being the elite. Of course, I've, uh, I've been tossing that in there. And John Silver is super strong and impressive. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But, oh, I mean, yeah. he, was, he was flexing all that showing off. Those, it was wild. <laughs> those I was watching him and Brian Cage in this match in PWG like years ago. Where they start doing bits like Brian Cage is obviously fucking manhandling this guy, but then John Silver's they, like they go through a bit where Brian Cage is a bunch of shit, and then John Silver does the exact same shit to Brian Cage, and just a lot of those like fucking drill claws and gorilla <laughs> presses and stuff. Dude's super yeah. strong, but it's, oh, yeah. it's this is, so. Anything we I gotta say right now is just yeah, we need to stop chill on the o, on the OC. Yeah, and I mean, since Brody Lee's been gone, John Silver's kind of taken over as the uh, bit of a leader here. Yeah, at least the mouthpiece. Where's Brody? Uh, Where is Brody Lee, Mister Brody don't know. Lee? It's been like a month, but uh, yeah, Silver really strong here. He does like a one-arm military press at one point. Uh, his move, the Spin Doctor, which is almost like a reverse F10. Uh, then he even rips the damn pockets right out of Orange Cassidy's pants. At one I guess point. he had nothing to put in. I um, that was a that was a ball, that was a baller move. Yeah, but then the finish comes when he tries to do Mr. Brody Lee's discus lariat, but Cassidy avoids it, hits the orange punch, followed by the beach break, gets himself a win. I guess he needed a win. He lost like three TNT title matches in a row. Yeah, he lost a bunch in a row. Um, yeah, looking at the rest of the card, this was the only match that you could have put second. It was maybe, like a dynamite it's match. It's almost maybe. like this match was booked just so it could go after this insanely hot match because there would have been no one else you would have, you would have had to put the women's match and that just would have been not fair it was already well you know? they kind of did that anyways yeah uh because coming up next we have cody rhodes and i emphasize the rhodes uh defending his tnt title against darby allen yeah uh, feels great that we can like uh we don't accidentally say it now yeah I mean, Justin Roberts, uh, he, made, he made a point when he was announcing him to say Rhodes, and it got a nice pop yep. from the crowd. Oh, of course. Check your Twitter. Check your Instagrams. At Cody Rhodes. <laughs> buy the shirt. AWShop.com. Scan it. Yeah. Uh, and then Darby Allen comes in, driving some beat-up, dusty old car. Smashes the windshield with a skateboard. I don't know. There was somebody driving it. There was somebody driving it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways... Uh, we know these two can have a great match. They've done it already, but uh, this is just another good chapter here. Uh, Cody's working over Darby's arm. Uh, I think at one point he hits an avalanche crossroads off the top rope. Off the top oh. rope. That was a big one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that might have been it, but and he covers Darby. The ref stops to count at two because Darby's arm is underneath the rope. So he stays alive. He fights back. Uh, he hits a coffin drop, but then Cody kicks out at two. So they have this sequence of pin attempt reversals for their uh, yeah going back and forth, and it finally ends with Darby pinning Cody down for the three. We got a new TNT champion. Oh boy, <clears throat> this was a pop. This was a big pop for all yeah, of us. We I were think. Uh, yeah. You and I were both very pro Darby this match. We were very hyped. Pro Darby, and <laughs> through the list of uh, AEW champions, you know people to hold that AEW belt. Uh, truly the first, or what what feels like, a homegrown talent. I yeah. mean... Uh, someone that you didn't know before AEW existed. Someone you didn't know before AEW existed. Uh, that's exactly right. You know, and to see Darby Allen kind of raise... Well, he doesn't have, he doesn't have much... He doesn't have much of an opportunity to raise the... 
raise the gold at the end because fucking FTW champ and Cage and Starks and yeah, Taz. Team Taz. Oh, fuck, I'm dying. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like, like oh, Team Cut the Taz. crap. Cut like, this crap. I don't like Team Taz. Yeah, yeah. Um, you two get your bitch asses in the back. Uh, yeah, then Brian Cage, Ricky Starks come out and they jump. They, yeah, they give him the old beat down. Yeah. I think Darby, they throw Darby through some prop, the old stage. I don't know. It's like a full gear sign. Yeah, the um, old, I think. Uh, it's like a spotlight or something. Or, yeah, I think Omega went through like the exact same looking yeah. thing last full gear. Yeah, maybe that's just the full gear with props. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, then they bring Darby over to the car. Uh, they wedge his arm in the door. They're ready to break his damn arm when good guy Will Hobbs just comes in to make the save. He always shows up just in time. <laughs> yeah, <But just laughs> we're, we're still waiting for that six-man tag match, though. We're wondering if it'll ever happen. If it'll ever happen, Lance Archer. Who the heck knows? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't like. Te- I don't like Team Taz. I'm just gonna say it. Just like like more than heel, don't like him. You just don't like him in general. <sighs> I don't like. I just don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like Is the way. It? I don't like the way his voice sounds. So you don't like Taz? I don't think I like Taz. I don't like Starks and Cage. I don't get it. I thought you liked Cage, though. I do like Cage. I don't like Starks and Cage. Okay. But do you like Starks on his own? No, I don't think so. <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah. There's just a lot Starks that I, Or maybe there's just a lot that I haven't uh, maybe um, got on got on board with yet. No, um, I mean, Starks has, hasn't done a whole lot for me either. He's kind of... I don't know. Something about him. Yeah, because how long has this Team Taz been going at... Were they going after Cody this whole time or Darby this whole time or both? Uh, I think they just want the gold. Because they because the they weren't going after Brody Lee. No. But I think at that time maybe Cage was still mixing it up with Moxley, so Oh, okay. Could have been the same time and then yeah. then Brody Lee lo- loses the belt, Cody gets it and then Team Taz hops in. Yeah. Okay. I think they want they just want the gold. Maybe they can team up and set their sights on the Young Bucks or something. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll see more from Team Taz this week. Um, but our next match, uh, we head over some women's action. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, it still has to kind of follow a hot match because that Darby Cody match was pretty good. Yeah. So Hikaru Shida defending AEW Women's title against Nyla Rose, a match that had very little build, not much of a feud going at all. But uh, for me, the hottest part of this was Nyla's outfit. And she had an awesome Mega Man inspired, uh, the whole blue and the arm with the Mega Buster. Uh, yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. From- <laughs> <laughs> my biggest take. Well, it's great. It's great when uh, you know we we should all be paying attention to um, uh, ring attire. Yeah, it is a very yeah. important thing. I mean, yeah, it's me one of the top one of the top five things. For I don't know. Uh, Vicky Guerrero was there in Nyla's corner, squawking away, attacking Sheeta with a kendo stick behind the ref's back. Uh, you know, the match itself was all right. It was fine. But uh, I guess Sheeta shows a little bit of impressive strength when she hits the falcon arrow on Nyla off the second turnbuckle, mind you. But then, uh, yeah, eventually Sheeta hits her Tomashi and a couple more big knee strikes to Nyla, gets the pin, retains the title. And then afterwards, Vicky slaps Nyla and walks off. Yeah, you're right. When there's no, when there's nothing at stake, it, or you know, when no build, no real reason for us to be yeah. excited about it. What do we do? Uh, 
Where was Britt Baker? That's what I want. Yeah, where's Britt Baker? Why are they wait? Why wait? We all know that she's the eventual. And but but I feel as though with Britt Baker right now, there's no one for her to have a good enough match with. Uh, to What's your earn girl it. Anna J doing? I no okay. I, well, she's probably also not very. I, I like Anna J <laughs> for her previous gimmick. Well, uh, that was like a one week thing. <laughs> I know it's been downhill ever since. I thought um, you liked her on being the elite. Yeah, I do. No, she no. Okay, she's great. She's great. That's not what I'm saying. Um, okay. but you, I mean, right. someone like on the skill level, right? I mean, even I think, I think the best women's match you could maybe book right now would be Britt Baker, Penelope Ford. Yeah, that and uh, whenever Statlander comes back from her injury. From her high ACL tear or whatever it is. But yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I think if if Britt Baker's going to win, she needs to win it well. Yeah. Does that make sense? So maybe that, I think, I feel like that's what we're holding on to at this point. I just don't think Sheeta can get the belt very hot. She just doesn't have that same, I don't know. That uh, That the entire thing's been lacking. Yeah. But let's move on to something with a lot more oomph, because we've got a big tag title match, uh, one that's been years in the making, you know, across, you know, the social media and the uh, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> I think this is this is uh, you know we finally get the answer to the question or the question that's been asked: Who is the greatest tag team of this generation? Yeah, so we got FTR. Defending the AEW World Tag Titles against the Young Bucks, and if the Bucks lose, they can never challenge for those tag titles again in their lives. Yeah, so, they they uh, would have to come back as Mike and Jake. <laughs> Jackson. Well, uh, for this match, they were playing as the Lakers and the Celtics. They had the the colors going on, mm-hmm. and the Bucks were the Lakers. But uh, yeah, this whole match was just awesome. They they were doing like a greatest hits of tag team wrestling in general, like callbacks to the Heart Foundation, the Dudley Boys 3D, even DIY, the double kick. The double you know, kick. That's an NXT. <laughs> Those are NXT wrestlers. And then they uh, called it out right there. DIY. They called it. Excalibur yeah. called it. Yeah. But uh, the main story of the match was FTR. They're working over Matt's injured leg while the Bucks are working over Dax's injured hand, which was bleeding and. Yeah, just great work doing submissions and just targeting those limbs and mm-hmm. yeah, his cool I, we, I don't know how the the finger got busted up, but it ended up yeah, being a huge. They played part. into it. it ended yeah, being it a great. huge part of the story, <laughs> and it happened super early on. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great. Uh, we just get more great tag team moves, big near falls, Hardy Boys references, British Bulldogs, everyone fight forever chance. This was a great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks, they hit the BTE trigger, but Harwood breaks up the pin at the last second. Uh, and then on the outside, eventually, FTR take out Nick. They powerbomb him on the timekeeper's table. Uh, and then back in the ring, they hit the mindbreaker, double spike pile driver on Matt. But uh, Matt gets his foot on the rope to break up the pin. So they remove Matt's boot and work over that injured leg even more. Uh, Wheeler hits him with a big super kick. But then he breaks the team's one rule of no flips. (laughs) Just fists. Yes. When he goes for a springboard 450 splash, which he does execute well. But Matt avoids it, so he crashes hard. And then Matt super kicks him with that barefoot. And that gets the job done. That gets the pin. Bucks are the new 
champions. And new. See, suddenly, uh, at this moment, you know, Tully Blanchard being banned from ringside. Oh, well, yeah, I forgot to mention that. That's that how, was very that's crucial. How, that was very, very crucial. crucial. You know, of course, a man like Tully wouldn't have said, would have said hey, no 450 splashes off the top. Yeah, that's he would have been yelling at him as soon as he was. Yeah, he would have. He would not have had that happen. That's a good point. But uh, excellent tag match. Uh, maybe a, just a notch below the... Uh, the Kenny... The Kenny, yeah, Hangman, but still Hangman page, probably maybe the second best tag match of the what year. What was that, Revolution? I was going to say, yeah, this yeah, is... Beginning uh, of the year to the end of the year. Good way to, to you know, bookend. This is an immediate match of the year. Uh, AEW match, tag match, just general match. You know, keep this on your shooties list because it could be coming yeah. back up. Yeah, and uh, yeah, right after the match, Kenny comes out to celebrate with the Bucks. And then Hangman was just kind of watching off in the tunnel <laughs> by himself. <laughs> yeah, and the camera didn't focus in on him. We I noticed. I, I didn't notice it first. She's like, there's I Hangman. Like, and I'm like, oh. Go, shit, there he is. She's kind of standing yeah. there drinking in the back. Uh, doesn't come out to congratulate his team. Because yeah. uh, he is still out. a member of the Elite. But he's still a member. No, he he left the Elite, I think. I mean, we don't even know what the Elite is anymore. Yeah, I don't even know. They don't even talk like about Cody, it anymore. Cody's not in the it Elite It is weird. Anymore. I guess they've, like, they've, they've uh, kind of left the term Elite Due to just kind of the all elite wrestling, yeah, uh, yeah, everyone's elite. Like, ev- like everyone is elite, right? Like the elite <laughs> is kind of it's all of us now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the elite, um, coming up next we have the elite deletion. <laughs> Love, we're using the word Isn't elite that? a yeah. lot. How, how? Uh, we're using the word elite <laughs> a lot for some elite a lot for some reason. The elite deletion. Uh, Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara uh, at the Hardy compound, the sort of pre-filmed thing sort of like we thought it yes. might have been for everyone's safety this was a good thing that this was pre-taped cinematic style yeah uh so sammy comes rolling in on his golf cart but then matt shows up in a monster truck crushes the damn thing but thankfully sammy escapes him the bell rings match begins sammy hits a big wound salt off the giant monster truck wheel and uh then they just fight throughout the property across the yard into trees the water fountain uh where Matt attacks Sammy with an object, and Tony's like, what the hell was that? Excalibur explains, that's the scepter of Mistopheles, and JR. (laughs) (laughs) And then JR says, of course, everybody knows that. (laughs) Yeah. That was was one of his best lines. Uh, Then they make their way over. There's some some rings set up, so they do a little bit of regular wrestling there. Uh, Hardy powerbombs Sammy through a table, but then Santana and Ortiz show up, so they break up the pin, and they're all attacking Matt when he he walkie-talkies to private party. So they show up, they help him out, uh, and then that's when we get the fireworks. So at first they're just shooting them all around, and then Matt actually did hit Sammy with some shots there. There so was a couple like, there, and they even got yeah, some slow-mo cuts on, uh, <laughs> on Dynamite this past week. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he got hit. <laughs> It's harmless, you know. It's, it's just a quick yeah. little. Kids do that shit. Exactly. It's not that big yeah. of a deal. As long as it doesn't get you in the eye, you're fine. <laughs> uh, and then Matt hits a big twist of fate into like this mud pit, and Sammy just spikes himself all the time. Uh, oh, every and everything is a spike. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> and, it's fantastic. And then that's when uh, the hurricane shows up. He's being held hostage by Gangrel of all people. So shit's getting real crazy now. Uh, Sammy throws Hurricane into the Lake of Reincarnation. Then he comes back as mild-mannered reporter Gregory Helms. <laughs> uh, and then eventually Sammy and Matt, they fight into this garage area. And they get locked in there alone. Uh, there's another ring in there. Tables, ladders, chairs, everything. Oh, my. 
<laughs> so Sammy unhooks the ring ropes. He's trying to choke Matt out. He hits a big swanton bomb off a ladder onto Matt through a table. So they're going crazy. Uh, but then they recreate the bumps that Matt took before. They, uh, yeah, Matt spears Sammy off the ring onto the concrete floor. And Lucky. and and his head is is you know slightly falls off. <laughs> yeah, they 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 add some Hollywood blood. They use some camera cuts here. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Matt wants to pay him back for the other big bump, so he just grabs a chair and just nails him right in the face. Good camera cuts yeah, on that the one. Yeah, nice, well. the forehead shot. Of course, I think the forehead shot was the first. Yeah, that was the first. The first bad, bad bump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's fucked up. Uh, and then when he's passed out on the ground, he slams the chair into a skull one more time. And then uh, private parties show up. They put Sammy in a trash can, load him in the back of a truck, and Senior Benjamin just drives him away. As Remy plays on the piano. Rebby. Rebby. His wife. His wife. Oh, yes. Okay, right. Right in the big piano back there. And that was it, yeah. you know. Uh, that was it. And that was it. That was it. That was uh, – that it felt – yeah, I think there were points throughout through there where uh, it felt like that Bray Wyatt match. Yes, yeah, because it was, uh, yeah, we even got the boat, what's his name? Uh, I don't remember the Vanguard boat. Vanguard or something, the boat showed up at one point. Oh, yes, Tried yes. to attack. Um, and the, the mower of lawns <laughs> is the big one I remember. I think yeah. the mower of lawns was in the background. I think that was just in the, the, it was in the garage. Uh, um, yeah, you know, uh, that was fun. It was fun. Well, yeah, and I think more than anything, it was, it felt like the end. Hopefully. It felt like uh, the end, you know. Yeah, I really hope it is, and I think it is as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, but let's move on, because MJF is taking on Chris Jericho, and if MJF wins, he can officially join the inner circle, and Wardlow, too. And Wardlow, two apparently. You get a twofer. You get twofer. a twofer. Uh, the entrances were fun, because the lights go out, and we see the old glowing jacket, the pose, the arms are out, but it turns out it's MJF. Who's got his nice robe all that decked out? That sneaky to mock, bastard. Yeah, mocking Jericho's old entrance. It was fun. Uh, the match was pretty fun. You know, both men just being cocky, trying to outdo each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJF working over that arm. Uh, so when Jericho goes for the Judas effect later, MJF catches him into that salt of the earth. But uh, Jericho escapes. And then Wardlow comes out. He hands MJF the diamond ring. He swings at Jericho, but Jericho ducks it. And while Aubrey's still distracted with Wardlow, Jericho calls for the bat, which Jake Hager talks, tosses to him. So Jericho cocks the bat. He's ready to swing, but MJF just flips him the bird and drops to the mat, pretending he was hit, just as Aubrey turns back around. And then Jericho's like, no, he tries to explain, but MJF rolls him up from behind, gets the sneaky three count. So MJF's won. Uh, Jericho smiles. He smirks because he, he knows he got him. So he just shakes his hand and hugs him and says, welcome MJF and Wardlow to the inner circle. And it must be tough to book a uh, to, to, to book a match with two with keeping both guys heel, like keeping two heels heel mm-hmm. uh, must be tough. And this was uh, this was fun. He pulls the he does the old Eddie Guerrero at the end. <laughs> yeah. They're um, both trying to cheat, but one out cheats the other. Yeah, first I was thinking like, oh shit, Jericho gets DQ'd and then like it doesn't count, you know, fucking yeah. next match. Uh, but yeah, MJF pulling out the little sneaky thing. Um, God, this ring must be so powerful. 
<laughs> like well, diamonds aren't they one of the most indestructible yeah noises? you know you know that is true you know when i think it was, it was like diamonds are put between like two like a like an insane amount of pressure like yeah it won't crack but I wonder yeah. if that much pressure can be created while you're just kind of punching someone. I feel like it would be more of like, it would leave like a hurt, hurting, like the indent yeah. it left on your face. I That's mean, they're over hurt. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously overdoing the impact. Of I don't the, think they are. This. I don't know. You see Sean Spears get that little <laughs> roll of pennies in there. That would hurt. <laughs> well, that's more. One ring is just one ring. Exactly. Your finger. Your punches and concentrated. And then he put it down. His, then he put down his pants at the end, so Aubrey Edwards didn't see it. And I was like, wow. God, he better watch that before he gives it back to Wardlow. Um, <laughs> That's Wardlow's job. <laughs> but uh, yes, good stuff, good stuff. But we got one more match here. The main event of the evening: John Moxley defending his AEW World Championship against Eddie Kingston in an I Quit match, first ever for AEW. First ever! Wow. Yeah, and you know, they, they took advantage. Uh, they're getting stiff early on. They're chucking chairs at each other's heads. Uh, Mox brings out the barbed wire bat. Um, yeah, he gets cut open early on above his eye as well. Uh, Eddie Kingston was bleeding from the mouth, so I don't know what happened there. Yeah, but I don't know what happened there. Then uh, Eddie just takes some barbed wire off the bat, wraps it around his fist, just starts pounding on Moxley with that. Um, we got some table chairs set up at one feel like this past two or three weeks every brand has done a couple table chair spots yeah the old we <laughs> or maybe the table chair is just a lot it happens a lot more that than we notice well i've been noticing it recently but uh hmm. kingston's a good guy for bumping on it because they just like crush under his weight when he gets suplexed on it yeah just, well, i mean the bigger you are <laughs> the more likely the chair is just gonna fucking snap yeah uh and then soon after that eddie brings out the old bag of thumbtacks and pours them in the corner uh, and then he slams Moxley down hard onto the pile. So, uh, yeah, Moxley's just got tacks all over his back, in his arms. He's bleeding from the wounds. But then Kingston grabs a bottle of rubbing alcohol to make it even worse. Pours it all over the punctures. Uh, <laughs> I, fe- I, fe- I felt that one. Yeah, I was hoping it was lighter fluid at one point. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were. That, that would saying, be set him on fire. Poured it on his flesh. <laughs> yeah, but uh, then he grabs a handful of the tacks and just smacks Moxley in the face, and some of the tacks were just sticking right out of his head. So that's real, folks. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, but Mox Moxley fights back. He hits the paradigm shift, and then he wraps the barbed wire around his arm and applies the bulldog choke with the barbed wire. Kingston has no choice. He doesn't want to die, so he quits. Mox retains. John Moxley has been in a lot of these uh, like grueling, heavy, uncomfortably violent uh, uh, matches. Renee Young's since, always at home, like, oh my like, god, oh my god, feel so bad for feel feel so bad for her just watching it happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think you know, yeah, the level of violence this was needed for these two men who you know, and uh, not you know, hell bent on not quitting. After that mom promo they had last week, uh, <laughs> the telenovela, uh, this, yeah, it, it was going to be bloody. It was going to be, you know, this and Eddie Kingston, you know, th- he's been on the independent scene for how he keeps it 25 years, whatever he keeps saying, 18 years, 18 years. Uh, and he just main evented a, a pay-per-view. Yeah, a and, nat- a pretty good match. and a pretty da- and a pretty damn good match. So that's kind of cool. This, you know, it's the dream is never over. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. And, you know, this is just because he lost. This doesn't mean this is his last opportunity ever. No, that's exactly it. Uh, and then afterwards, Moxley helps Eddie up, but Eddie just shoves him away and he walks off. So Moxley's celebrating. And then Kenny Omega comes out for a stare down. Because we know that's going to be the future title. Well, yeah, that's the uh, Moxley's get his got his sights set on Kenny. Uh, yeah, that was last full gear where they had their unsanctioned lights out after show match. <laughs> yeah, was that the one with the uh, barbed wire spider web? The bar, yeah, the barbed wire spider webs that they yeah. needed people to like help them come out of. <laughs> uh, wow, that was what a spot that was, and that was yeah twenty awesome. fucking. 19's full gear. Oh my god. Yeah. The first ever. Well, there you have it. That was the uh that was the entire full gear pay-per-view. Can't wait. Uh god, I mean, we have a, what they've of course they announced Revolution, which is like in February. So, now we're just on our normal uh kind of dynamite grind. Yeah. I uh, mean, who knows? They could come up with something special in between. Oh yeah, maybe some kind of uh yeah, you know, one of their like weekly or like once, you know, you know what's the word I'm yeah. looking for? Fucking just like one special event. Wednesday type. special, yeah. Yeah, and then that's great. That's great. Well, yeah, that was the full gear pay per view. Uh huh. Let's move on with the show then, shall we? Because uh, we gotta start handing out some uh, some titles that uh, have gone forgotten in past weeks. Uh, so let's time. <laughs> let's let's crown a new tweet of the week champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. Let's get at it. Big uh, big week for the United States of America, of course. <laughs> right? Of course. Of course. The election, the week, the election week, as it were. As it, as it were, and as it probably will be. Um, well, you know, of course, a member of the uh, the Republican cabinet, of course. Uh, you may know her as the administrator of the small bi- of small businesses, uh, or you may know her as Linda McMahon. <laughs> because she tweeted out earlier on the week, uh, stand with President Donald Trump for a fair count of legal votes. Ignoring court orders and breaking state laws is the opposite. We must we must continue the challenge. Uh, which you know, there's a lot of people out there. They want the recount. They're not quite convinced. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got to give uh, this week's Tweet of the Week champion to a man who's already won this before, a man by the name of Mike Kanellis, <laughs> official two-time Tweet of the Week champion who responds to Linda McMahon by saying, America has come to terms of release with Donald Trump. We wish him the best in his future endeavors. <laughs> hey Uh You know, the releasing is an event in professional wrestling history which will always be remembered. We got Screwjob. Uh, we got Hogan in NWO, and we got the releasing. There's three things that have ever happened in professional. Oh, and Kofi. There's four things that have ever happened in professional wrestling, uh, and that's exactly it. Mike Kanellis, who he's on Impact. He's doing these like weird. There are these shows happening by some promotion, can't tell you who, somewhere in the United States. That's just kind of like a ring is set up in the middle of like a high school football field. You know, kind of like the outdoor thing. And then mm. people are just kind of, they, they, they sit there in masks and limited tickets are sold uh, to these types of events. But Mike Kanellis, you know, he's he's out there doing it. Two-time Tweet League champion. <laughs> well, good for you, Mike. Good for you, Mike. Okay. 
till we move on to the main roster, as we call it, I guess. It is time for the main roster. I guess it is the you know the start of our professional wrestling week because you know pay per views are their own beast, as it yeah. were. So let's get into the heart of the show, episode one hundred and one. Well, we're going strong. Let's kick off with some SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before though. No, no, wait, we used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Because it's still yes. live, even though it's not called that. And, like, f- factually, I am still correct by calling it yeah. SmackDown, maybe, like, comma, live. And that's Usually sort of, live, right? <laughs> it's probably going to be era. live. Uh, we probably have some kind of card going, but we already know what we're getting. Uh, we know we are promised Sasha Banks and Bailey for that SmackDown Women's Championship this coming week. Oh yeah, we, no fooling around. We're kicking the show. We're off kicking with that the match. show off with it. Oh yeah. So you know what? I was like, all right, uh, this gives them two hours. They can just go the whole two hours. <laughs> they're gonna have a two hour. <laughs> they're gonna have a two hour match. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was a fun one. Uh, they're fighting on the edge of the apron. Sasha goes for a meteora, but then Bailey just like launches her up with her feet. I don't know. It was a cool spot. It was like when you're a kid and you do the airplane thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fly her like an airplane. She's boom. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, they're working hard. We got some other big spots. Dives to the floor. Got a kendo uh, stick, baby. Kendo sticks in there, but the ref goes, "Hey, no!" So she grabs it, or he grabs it, takes it out of the ring. Uh, but while he's busy with that, Bailey slides a chair in, but Sasha just kicks it out of her hand and tosses it into the crowd. If this was a Thunderdome, someone would have been really hurt. I, I someone would have been. Injured. I mean, of course, now it was just a little LED screen that got uh, yeah. get smacked. Uh, but then Bailey, she comes from behind with the backstabber, followed by the Bailey to belly. But Sasha kicks out a two, and then Bailey hits her big elbow drop off the top rope. But another kick out from Sasha. She's kicking out a big moves here. Uh, but soon after, Bailey steals Sasha's own move, locking in the bank statement. But Sasha escapes, and they fight to the apron once again. Uh, Bailey comes charging at Sasha, but she avoids it. Bailey crashes hard into the ring post. Looked like a stiff bump. Stiff bump. Uh, so Bailey was dazed. Sasha takes advantage, hits the backstabber, locks in the bank statement. But then she makes it even better. She uses her legs to wrap up Bailey's one arm. This is a new improved bank statement. Uh, so Bailey's fucked and she knows it. She taps out. Sasha has finally retained for the first time. The first there. time ever, which I still, which they kept saying, and I still like just didn't believe. Slash, just felt bad. <laughs> it's been years, and she's never uh, defended. Well, uh, as like, we'll find out, uh, there's someone else that has a very similar position. Mm. As we'll find out on Wednesday, we'll get to that. Uh, but no, the streak is over. Sasha finally retains. Pretty good match. Uh, I still think they're saving that super blow off for WrestleMania. Well, they'll get like the 25, 30 minute classic. Oh, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe Sasha holds on to it till Mania. Bailey yeah. wins. I mean, maybe not. Maybe Bailey moves on. Bailey wins the Rumble, maybe, and then uh, takes it back. She's a top contender for the Rumble, I'd say. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe, there, there's always a Charlotte. Who won? The Charlotte. The Charlotte. <laughs> Well, Char- mean, okay. that- Charlotte's making it down to the bottom too. I'll give you that much. So I'll give you that. The much. winner of the Royal Rumble is always ever going to be Charlotte or somebody else. Those. And I think at this point, if Charlotte's ready to, to return, you might as well save her an extra month and have that big 
surprise have that big rumble pop you know uh i think they're looking to do they'll probably do some kind of outdoor show for the rumble uh yeah there might be a way to get fans yeah just in that way well that's well i think just in that way that football teams have been doing so uh pockets of exactly it's a percentage of the capacity but it's still better than nothing i think for the rumble they'll have to do that uh, yeah, you know, well, they got to get those plans in motion soon. That's like January, end of January. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure they're thinking. Yeah. Go to Florida, baby. Anything's possible in Florida. Yeah, it's already where they're set up, anyway. Exactly. So. See, now you're thinking. Uh, like. <laughs> but uh, as the boss is celebrating up the ramp, uh, we get the return of Carmella, who hits a big super kick, followed by the X Factor right on the ramp. That looked, yeah, on that unforgiving Thunderdome ramp. Yeah. So the big heel return. She's finally back in person after those vignettes. Yeah, she's back and doing stuff and um, I guess is next. Uh, yeah. I have we seen, right have the... we seen Mella Banks? Has that happened before? I don't think so. Mm, no, I feel like they've never crossed. Paths. Yeah, once, uh, it's always been, you know, uh, Raw and SmackDown. They've always been just kind of separated yeah, like that. Sasha was on Raw for a long time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, between matches, they announced Survivor Series. Undertaker is going to give his final farewell. No match. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I was about to say. Hopefully, it comes in the in in the by the way of uh, a speech and not a physical altercation. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I think this is uh, this is a, a very final appearance of him in character, and then he's going to let it rest in peace forever. That's a good point. You know, I mean, you know, he'll he will be, f- we, we, you know, he'll then kind of be the man formerly known as the Undertaker. Yeah, I'll uh, never have to put on the makeup again or the coat or the hat. And cuz honestly that makeup, you know, it's, it's getting tiring. The coat the is get, the coat's getting heavy. That's a, that's a <laughs> thick, heavy long uh leather jacket. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, we'll find out what exactly happens on Survivor Series. Survivor but, Series is uh, not I'm going to say two Sundays from now. Yeah, it's okay. like the uh, 20th worth i don't know okay it's coming up it'll be here quicker than you know it It they Uh, always are (laughs) uh but then we go backstage kayla interviews jay uso talked about him finally turning heel last week going with roman reigns and beating up daniel bryan and jay just says it wasn't personal i did what i had to do families forever but i gotta respect kayla here she was given the hard-hitting questions just saying hey so you're only in the family if you fall in line do what roman says though right and then paul Heyman walks up is like hey I don't think Roman inter- authorized this interview. So uh, let's go, Jay. And then Kayla says, well, Jay, seems as if Paul Heyman has a better spot in the family than you do. So, man, I like this new fearless side of Kara, man. Jay. And we've all, what, what, what the professional wrestling world has been missing is a, a, a reporter with balls. Yeah. A backstage reporter who, you know, is going to do their job, but they're not going to let you treat them like absolute garbage. Imagine if you were just, they just, they're just walking away. You know, you know how many times does uh, somebody will ask a question like, you know, Baron Corbin, why'd you do that? And then Baron Corbin just walks away. Like, that's a dick yeah. move. This per- <laughs> Backstage, professional wrestling reporters have to put up with shit their entire lives. Okay, let's just yeah, fucking man. fight back. Yeah, this is great. Uso even said, he's like, damn, Kayla, you throwing shade, huh? Backstage, Kayla, f- repping one She's hard tough. for the backstage. I mean, look, Tony Schiavone got his phone smashed. He uh, got super yeah. kicked. And, you know, he was, yes, he was rewarded with a trip to the spa with Britt Baker. See, I mean, this has, this needs to have an <laughs> ebb and flow to it all. Well, uh, we go backstage where Ray's talking to Dominic and Ray's freaking out because he still can't get in contact with Aaliyah. 
But uh, he should be worrying about his upcoming match uh, when all of a sudden he's attacked by King Corbin, who is the man he'll be facing later. Uh, then we go backstage, or we stay. Paul Heyman's talking to Jey Uso now and telling him he got to run everything through Roman first. And then Roman comes out and says, hey, man, why were you over there talking to Kayla? There's a chain of command here. You want to do that? You talk to me. If you can't find me, you talk to Paul. Uh, and then, yeah, he just kind of questions Jay. and uh, Yeah, because Jay was talking to Kevin Owen, Owens earlier, and he's all mad about that. So, anyway, Reigns tells Paul we're going to take care of this problem, the Kevin Owens problem. Yeah, I think uh, this this whole segment we kind of we kind of yeah get a bunch of these back and forths between Reigns and Uso uh, leading up to our main event, a match with Jey Uso. But yeah, it's uh, this whole thing was just a plus, just this kind of back and forth interactions that they are having. Uh, yeah, it's great, and they have any they're you know it's not not stepping in the ring together. But I think eventually at one point do we get this Mysterio Baron Corbin match? Uh, that's right up next. Yes, King Corbin taking on Rey Mysterio. Survivor Series qualifier. But Rey still beat up from the pack, the attack earlier, so he doesn't even have time to get in his ring gear other than his mask. But, uh, yeah, Corbin's just dominating. Seth Rollins comes out to watch, distract him. Uh, Rey has his comeback, but, uh, yeah, Dominic's out there as well, so Corbin attacks him. And then Rey hits the 619, but then Seth starts attacking Don. There was a bunch of shit going on. Oh my god! <laughs> it, no, it just fucking ends with uh, Baron Corbin winning. That's how yeah, this whole because... that's how this whole thing ends. It doesn't matter because almost like doesn't even matter. <laughs> well, Murphy and Aaliyah come out as well, and he's like, "Get out of here!" But anyway, so to Ray's distracted, he loses. See, Corbin's going to Survivor Series. At least, okay. I, you, you know, every week I like to, or you know, I try to push skipping the twenty four seven segments. You know, where, where because it just kind of it goes from like our truth, Gulak, and then uh, back to Gulak, back to truth, back to Gulak, whatever it might be, right? But at least yeah. the twenty four seven segments are like you know, it's really one hundred twenty seconds of of the evening. It's really not taken up much, much more time than that. Mm-hmm. The pro. <laughs> See, the thing with this whole Mysterio Rollins Murphy thing is that if this was taking up 120 seconds of SmackDown every single week, fantastic. Let's keep Mysterio Rollins rolling as long as we possibly can. It's been, what, seven months now? <laughs> but the problem is it takes up a little bit more than 120 seconds and probably like, you know, eight times that. Yeah. You see what I'm getting at with this? I get it. I mean, I'm ready to move on from it. We're not done, are we? Well, we're done with it for now. Because let's go to Natalia, <laughs> Ruby Riot, Selena Vega in a triple threat Survivor Series qualifier match. Because on SmackDown, the women have to qualify. Well, uh, there's a lot of them or something. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Ruby cut her hair. That's what I know. Yeah, she quite, short. quite, quite short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she's done that before, though. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know. Shotzi's already got long green hair. We can't. We gotta. Can't have. Two, yeah, we can't have two long green hair too and tattoos. Tattooed. That's too many. Yeah. Uh, so short match, but it was from some fun spots here. At one point, Natalia's got Ruby in the Mexican surfboard stretch, and Vega just like crawls in the middle to cover Natty, making like a nice little sandwich there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Natty locks Vega in the sharpshooter, but then Ruby jumps on the front, locks in an armbar at the same time. So they both got a submission applied, but then Natty's like, "Hey!" and she releases it for some reason. Just as Vega taps out. So Ruby is declared the winner, earning a spot. 
That's great. Yeah, good for you, Rube. Way to go, Rubes. I, uh, where's Liv, though? Why, where, where's Liv? Yeah, I know. I'm not... Yeah, this this SmackDown Women's Division is hurting right now. Maybe Liv will win next week. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the whole Women's uh, Division is kind of hurting right now. I mean, they got Bianca Belair. Or is NXT so good that it just uh, makes all the other ones, like, just kind of pale in comparison? Is that what's happening right I mean, now I don't with think, women's wrestling? I don't think SmackDown's hurting, I think. Well, Sasha and Bailey aren't hurting. Sasha Bailey, Bianca Belair. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, we're still on, we're on a bit of a roll. Okay. <laughs> but uh, backstage, Street Profits are trying to buddy up with Big E, get some tips for fighting Kofi and Woods. Mm-hmm. But then they're all just joking around, like, ha ha ha, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna help you. And as they're laughing, Billy Kay comes up and she's just laughing, joining them, like she's in on the joke. Uh, and then she presents her headshot to them with a resume. Uh, and then Dawkins is like, Billy. We was on Raw at the same time as you, man. And then they just hand back her resume. Yeah, she did that last week. I think she was giving a resume out to Adam Pearce. I think she's got a new gimmick. Yeah, she's got a new gimmick. She's she's just just trying to be involved. That's the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But then we got another Survivor Series qualifier match. Otis taking on Seth Rollins. Uh, Murphy comes out at some point. And then Aaliyah. But yeah, it's almost uh, like no, this uh, wasn't a qualifying. We weren't done with No, that. but see, it's like this is the this wasn't a qualifying match for the Survivor Series between Seth Rollins and Otis. No, this was just kind of like a vehicle to revisit the exact same thing we just talked about. And see, it's okay after a few weeks. Okay, yeah, the first couple times your your daughter dates a guy that you don't want him, that you don't want her to date. You know, you're kind of upset at the very beginning. But after that, you can't be like more than upset. You can be, I guess, mad. You could well, be Murphy. you could be fuming, dare I say, but I feel as though they're all derivatives of the exact same thing, which is angry, which is the first thing you did. Well, I think Murphy's gotten worse though. At first he was being nice, and now he's being mean again. Just oh, just him, uh, his. Because here he was helping Seth again, right? Mm-hmm. He like comes out. Murphy tries to interfere when Otis is going to hit the caterpillar, so Otis charges at Murphy. But then Seth hits a super kick, curb stomp, wins the match. So Rollins going to Survivor Series thanks to Murphy. It's just, yeah, it's just inter- unfocused, uninteresting. I gotta say, yeah. I don't know. They should have split him up at the draft. Yeah, or, <laughs> or, or if, or if you were bringing them both over, have them not be involved with each other. Because what happened to Dominic? Like Dominic hasn't wrestled anymore because he's just kind of like a vehicle for uh, like a match that isn't on like isn't going to happen like what's the match that's going to happen is it going to be Rey Mysterio and Murphy is that the match to book or is it Dominic and Murphy well we're still not done okay (laughs) how do we not have how do we not have a match booked yet uh Aaliyah maybe she'll get involved okay what Aaliyah Rollins is that the match you were gonna get because uh yeah afterwards backstage Seth approaches Murphy and he's like, What happened here? And then Murphy's just like, You're the Messiah on the disciples. So yeah, you welcome do, home. You do a and good And then Aaliyah <laughs> comes up again. Oh my god. Aaliyah's here still. She yells, she shoves. Murphy's like, please, I'll explain. I know what I'm doing. You gotta trust me. This is for the greater good, as he holds her hands. And, uh, yeah. Finally, that's all we have for them. Okay, so but I feel like all we're 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 just where we were three months ago. So we just kinda like did a full circle. And got right back. But Aaliyah, now we all know who Aaliyah is. <laughs> okay, great. We all know who a non-wrestler is. Well, maybe she's in training. Maybe she wants to be the next Dominic. 
Well, well what happened to Dominic? We didn't. We can't. <laughs> the next Dominic is Dominic. We need him. His career. He burned out. He had a bright career and he burned out. Oh my God. This Sorry. is uh, this is tough. This is tough. Yeah. Uh, we had another sit down interview with Michael Cole, Lars Sullivan. Mm-hmm. It's basically the exact same thing. Still doing the same Classic. thing. Yeah, he still sa- doesn't yeah. sound like. Like oh, I hate bullies, <laughs> even though I'm a bully. Yeah, uh, yeah. From bullied to bully or whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, he's a freak. But uh, main event: Jey Uso taking on Kevin Owens. Uh, Owens back to wearing shorts this week. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, yeah, they're having a nice competitive match here when. Heyman walks out, stands in Uso's corner. Owens hits a pop-up powerbomb, but Uso gets his foot on the rope. Uh, and then Roman's Reigns music hits as Owens is uh, on the top rope, and he gets distracted, turns to look. So Uso hits a big headbutt right in Owens' balls and then follows up with a super kick and the Uso splash to get the win. The old headbutt to the balls. Yeah, the Samoan headbutt is the strongest headbutt. <laughs> That's what they say. Mm-hmm. So he celebrates with Heyman and Reigns to end the show. To end the show, finally. God damn it. God damn it. You know, I guess <laughs> Roman and Seth are on the same show, and no one's ever – we haven't acknowledged that yet. That's kind of funny. Well, I mean, I think Seth knows right now he's not at the level. I don't think Seth knows what's going on. I, th- I feel like they're just kind of stalling Seth Rollins until he can go on paternity leave. <laughs> They're which sort of is very soon, which is actually. very. I feel like they're stalling him until he's like, "Okay, I have a kid now. I'm going to be gone for six months," and uh, but like we don't know how to quite write him off yet. Well, maybe that's why TLC will be the final final. I hope the, uh, the Aaliyah custody on a pole. Uh, <laughs> Aaliyah on a pole match. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, let's let's leave this that terribly booked story. Um, on to, uh, let's move over to Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw! Let's get raw! Where there's not ever a, we don't, where there's no, we don't, we never have a single problem with the booking, um, on this show, do we? Eh, we'll see. We'll see. I guess we kick off this week's show with an episode of Mismo TV or something. Are we calling it anything now, or is it just kind of them gloating? It was Miz TV. It was Miz TV. There's no difference between the dirt sheet, but sometimes they just call it Miz TV. Some, I th- it's like whatever prop they want to use at that moment. They uh, yeah. decide to use or whatever. So, you know, it's uh, he's plugging his show. What, Randy, yeah. Randy Orton comes down to the ring? You know, just normal, classic Monday Night Raw shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, man, I got a team with you later, but you got the briefcase and blah, blah, blah. So uh, eventually New Day come out, Drew McIntyre comes out, everyone's brawling. Uh, they'll fight later. And then let's just move on. Elias is in the ring wow. with his electric guitar. <laughs> we moved on so fast. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't need to let that one breathe, right? Nope. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Elias is playing his guitar, but then uh, yep. Jeff Hardy interrupts, of course. So, uh, but we're gonna have a triple threat match: Jeff Hardy, Elias, and Riddle. It's no longer Matt Riddle. No longer. Riddle. He got the old shorty G. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, I uh, heard. That... I mean, I heard, but okay, then you Go do ahead. know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dumb reason. But... Anyways, this is the second chance Survivor Series qualifier match. So, uh, you know, good fast-paced stuff going on. Hardy's got Riddle in position for the twist of fate. When Elias comes flying with a big knee to Hardy's, yeah, takes him out. But then Riddle hits Elias with the bro Derek, gets the pin. 
and the final spot on Team Raw. The final spot. Um, yeah, Matt Riddle's a cool guy, and I feel like he could have a cool match. And we don't get to see him have <laughs> cool matches very often. Well, they just, yeah, the NXT syndrome of when you get called up and they don't know what the fuck to do with you. Yeah. Do we have, who is the best kind of call up? I mean, I guess kind of there there are a lot of people who, uh, who have been called up from NXT, but in, in the way that you kind of know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, the four horsewomen are probably one of the best. Yeah, but but I think they're in the don't count category. Because they came, well, I was going to say, because they came up <laughs> and were like immediately in main events. Like now we sort of see a pattern where, yeah, Matt, like uh, Matt Riddle was called up and he has maybe had a pay-per-view match already. And it's been like, you know, a long mm-hmm. enough time. Uh, yeah, no, recent call-ups, yeah, they have. Yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of like Andra, like, you know, from the, uh, like Bobby Roode. Champa, or no, sorry, not Champa. Uh, like Andrade. <laughs> yeah, no, they have uh, a lot of those. Drop the ball. Yeah. But uh, we go backstage. We catch the tail end of some sort of agreement between Adam Pierce and AJ Styles that they shake hands. They're shaking hands. And then Charlie approaches and says, Hey, what's going on here? And AJ says, Ah, we're just friends. We're just talking. Uh, and then Seamus and Braun show up and they're like, That's not my captain. <laughs> Uh, but then we stay backstage because we got Retribution. Mustafa Ali's cutting a promo. And they've got some merch now. they got a logo. Mm-hmm. It's like an American flag with an R. Yep, they br- a branding. Brand recognition Brand. is the uh, is the number one. Uh, it's the most important thing for any terrorist organization. You need people to see, you know, have a, have a logo, what you look like. Yep. It all makes sense. Uh, so Ali's just talking about Ricochet and, you know, he respects him, but you're a damn fool. One man can't change everything, so accept that, and we can accept you, maybe. But, uh, yeah, backstage, Drew Gulak approaches the Hurt Business, saying last week went exactly according to plan with him winning the the 24-7 title. So, how about Phase 2? He wants to join the Hurt Business. And MVP says, we appreciate the interest, but we're not accepting applications at this time. And then Lashley just grabs him by the tie, revealing it's a clip-on, and they all beat him down. Truth shows up, pins him. Wins 24-7 time. God. Yeah. Uh, then we get Lana. Take it on. Shayna Baszler. So Lana's in real deep here, and she knows it. So she just tries to get in some offense early on, but Baszler beats her down, hits a big vicious stomp to her hand, and then locks in there. Kira Fuda clutch gets the tap-out win. And then afterwards, Nia clears the table. She's ready to slam Lana through again, but Mandy and Dana, they're on commentary. They stop her. They saved her. And then afterwards, backstage, Lana thanks them for saving her. And they're like, hey, we didn't do it for you. We did it to teach Nia and Shayna a lesson. Because, uh, yeah, you know, we're all going to be a team. we got to do this. So Lana's like, all right, all right. See, the problem in uh, – <laughs> I got to stop you right there. So, you know, the problem in, like, trying to develop sympathy for someone is that we need a reason to like them again. Uh, you know, I love Lana. <laughs> But but you okay? So she was she was uh, like heel. We turn her face, keep getting her bombarded with uh, you know these table bumps. Wins a battle royal, more table bumps. She hasn't quite gotten the opportunity to for us to rally behind her. She's just a person being thrown through tables. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but this is building. 
Survivor Series. So Survivor the Series. Big moment. So Survivor Series, the big moment of where Soul Survivor Lana. She's the sole survivor or she like turns on her whole team. Slams Naya through the table. Something like to that effect, saying. right? Yeah. God, it just feels like it's it's it feels like it's such a long road for a very small payoff. I'm happy. Okay. Okay, let's keep going then. <laughs> let's keep going. AJ Styles comes out with his buddy Jordan, the big man. To host a Team Raw, Raw team meeting as the phenomenal captain. So he brings out all the members, Keith Lee, Riddle, Sheamus, Braun Strowman. They all come out. They're all bickering as AJ tries to rally them. But then Riddle says he knows what to do. Sick code names. So AJ, you're the skipper. Braun, you're the mongoose. Keith, you're bro Lee. And Sheamus, your name is Fireface. But Sheamus doesn't like that. So he goes, ha! What's your code name, Dopey? And Riddle says, how'd you guess, bro? So, but then AJ gets serious again and says, we need to be ready for Team SmackDown. So let's work together. Be the best. But uh, they still refuse to call AJ the captain. So Styles said he knew this would happen. And he already spoke to Adam Pierce to sanction a match. So we're going to get Sheamus and Strowman versus Keith Lee and Riddle with AJ as the special guest ref. And yeah, we just jump right into that. We get right into the well, yeah, we go we we go uh we go right into the match, yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, I think uh basically the story of the match is <laughs> AJ just keeps keeps getting beat up in the line of fire, like Riddle's trying to kick Seamus, but he ducks, AJ gets hit. He keeps getting hit so he can't make the counts. Yeah, he takes uh, uh I think Matt Riddle gives him a knee. Yeah. He gets sandwiched between the two. He gets bro kicked. Yeah, he gets sandwiched. Yeah. Lee <laughs> So when, but then that angers the third giant, Jordan. He comes in the ring, but Styles calls him off. We still haven't seen him make any physical contact. They're saving that as well. Saving that for whatever it's going to be. Yeah. So anyways, Sheamus and Strowman, they're bickering with each other, tagging in and out. Sheamus broke kicks, or Sheamus broke kicks Braun right off the apron. But then Riddle rolls Sheamus up from behind, gets a three. So Lee Riddle. So we got this last week just without Matt Riddle, I think. Um, and kind of this like AJ Styles wanting to be the captain, nobody else. I guess, you know, this, this is going to be our Survivor Series story until Survivor Series. We have two more weeks of who's the captain, uh, yeah. kind of, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, fighting, fighting each other to see who the captain is. And I guess, uh, AJ Styles is, uh, Mr. Heel Man. I don't like hearing Braun Strowman talk in normal sentences though. I, uh, don't know what's happening there. Have you noticed that? Uh, what like normal sentences? Like before but still in he Braun bef- voice. Be- before he talks, like, get these yeah. hands. Uh, no, he's speaking like normal sentences now with like periods and punctuations. Uh, but is he still doing it with his growl? N- no, more of just like his voice. I guess he he, pro- he probably has a low voice, you know, just because he's such a big dude. <laughs> yeah, unlike Lars Sullivan, but he does have. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that means I don't know for turning Braun face again. Or I don't know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for uh, Braun Strowman's full. Braun. Stay tuned for Braun Strowman's full sentences because it's coming up. I just know he's got those gloves clipped to his belt. Yeah, it's coming up. Just wait. Anyway. Uh, but then we go backstage. Alexa Bliss is hanging out, just plucking some flower petals. When Nikki Cross approaches, Lexi's all happy. Hi, Nikki. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. But Nikki's like, I just saw you last week, Lexi. But uh, she wants to talk about her and Bray. And Bliss is all excited. She's like, oh, you saw the fun house. I'd love to have you over soon for a play date. 
But she says, Lexi, I'm not playing. I understand what happened to you was my fault. And if I'd been a better friend, the fiend wouldn't have been able to sink his claws into you. But then Bliss just starts laughing. And Nikki says, I'm sorry. I wasn't there when you needed me. But uh, I'm here now and the fiend is just pure evil. So it's time to make a choice and walk away. You need to choose me or him. So she says, okay, I chose him. And then she just blows flower petals in Nikki's face and walks off all happy. Poor Nikki. Poor Nikki, but uh, hey, I want to see Nikki show up in the funhouse sometime. Who knows? Corrupt Nikki. Old school Nikki. Yeah, Nikki Cross. Uh, MVP and Lashley come out to make an official announcement for the heart business. Because it's not going to be New Day versus Street Profits at Survivor Series. It's going to be Hurt Business versus Street Profits. Because next week, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander are getting a tag title shot. Uh, but then Titus O'Neil comes out. He's still mad about uh, last week when he asked to join the group and got beat down. And uh, MVP just says, hey man, just walk away. I respect your charity work. Just walk away. Titus O'Neil says, I will not walk away. He wants a title shot against Lashley. And Bobby just says, okay, you got it. It's going to be your first and your last. So we just jump right into the U.S. title match. Uh, Titus gets a little flurry of offense, but then Lashley hits a spear. Hurt Lock taps him out. Making the Hurt Lock. Way to go. Titus O'Neil forgot forgot he lived. (laughs) He's alive. Yeah, apparently. uh, Doing some good charity work. Oh, but, always. Uh, yeah, I think he is a uh, great at public outreach, uh, terrible I potential superstar. I think that's why they keep him employed. Probably. I was say, I think probably. The only reason they keep him employed. Yeah, probably. Uh, then we go backstage. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are just bonding, having like this buddy friendship. I don't know what's going on with this. Yeah, They're just like hey, hey, let's go for a pint after. Well, and, and this was weird because we're like we're like almost two thirds away into the show, and it's the first time we've seen Drew. Uh, that hasn't been the case since April. So, uh, what's happening <laughs> yeah. with Drew? What's the deal with Drew? I don't know, but uh, Nia Jax is taking on Oscar. Uh, non-title match. They're just going back and forth. Oscar applies the Oscar lock, but then Shayna. Baszler and Lana, they're both there. They jump up on the apron. Asuka knocks them both off with her hip attack. She gets the Asuka lock on Nia once again, but then Shayna jumps in and attacks, causing the DQ. Uh, but then Dana and Mandy Brooke are there. They help Asuka. Everyone's brawling. The ring clears, which, of course, leaves Lana alone against Nia and Shayna. They clear the announce table, and for the eighth time, Nia Samoan drops Lana through the table. And then after she gets on the microphone in Lana's face and just says, you don't belong here. You're going to drag us down. Just quit. Harsh words. And that's the mentality. That's the storyline right there. I mean, I guess so. My biggest take. I think these are words that people have said to Lana on social media a bunch of times I've heard. I, just quit. I, you don't belong I, You know, I guess so. That's right. You know, never give up on your dream. Um, I couldn't really pay attention this whole match, uh, however, because um, right before the match started, Byron Saxon said, Asuka, Nia Jax, and non-title match. This could be a main event of WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a little ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and it was just, <laughs> I, I, I immediately had to go through all 35 main events of WrestleMania, 36, 36. Yeah, 36 main events of WrestleMania um, and to rank them all. And then I was like, okay, this match, I'll, I'll rank that match along with 
all 36 other matches that have happened. I will say it probably would come thirty. Would not come thirty. I don't think it would have come for absolute very last. Um, but pretty close. But top pretty damn three, close maybe. to the absolute. Um, Byron Saxon, get off the fucking mic. <laughs> yeah, that's either way. It's one of the most ridiculous statements. Um, yeah, but like I said, just with the sympathy thing, we need to start doing it, or it feels like a dumb segment, that, just a normal repetitive segment that we keep getting, a la twenty four seven, a la Rollins Murphy Mysterio. Like it just feels like another thing we're doing all the time. Well, I feel like Survivor Series is the payoff. That's the pay. Oh yeah. Well, so you're gonna get at least one or two more weeks of the table. Great. Before it happens. Maybe 10. They'll get to a nice even 10. Fantastic. What's wrong with that? <laughs> that's more. A lot of people don't make that many table bumps in their career. I guess. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I guess that's a, uh, <laughs> it's not quite a silver lining. It's like a bronze lining or something. I don't okay. know. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, but we got a seven-way match here for the 24-7 title. R-Truth, Kira Tozawa, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, Drew Gulak, Eric of the Viking Raiders, and Tucker. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it does. They all win it in various orders. <laughs> because Tucker is now a two-time champion. After we thought he was dead and buried, he's now surpassed Otis in accomplishments. Two-time champion. Oh but yes, I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think literally every single person in the match won the belt at one point. Yeah, went back and forth, uh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and just ending up with our truth. Yeah, um, he runs away. My God, this was, this was <laughs> But all right, let's go singles action. Mustafa Ali taking on Ricochet, and all of Retribution's out there with Ali. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know what? They finally let them have a good match. This was just two talented guys going at it. Uh, Ali hits an awesome, like huge backstabber off the top rope, which almost seems like it would hurt him just as much jumping around your back. That was a big one. Anyways, Ricochet fights back, hits a big reverse Rana. Uh, then he climbs to the top rope. Uh, but then he sees the crowd of Retribution on the floor, and he hits like a fucking 1080 corkscrew splash. Ooh. He just spun so damn I couldn't even how, count. I don't, I don't know how many spins there were. <laughs> just like, boom! Yeah, just yeah, an just endless spin. Uh, so he takes them all out, uh, gets back in the ring, up to the top rope, goes for a Phoenix splash, but Ali avoids it, locks in a Koji clutch. And then Ricochet passes out. So Ali wins. Finally, Retribution gets a nice win. Finally. Oh, my God. Big step in the right direction for Retribution. Uh, Mike, and this really isn't saying a lot. Uh, this was my favorite part of Monday Night Raw up until this point, which, yeah, really not saying a lot. But it was, the match was great. It was, a very, yeah. it was a very, 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 very good match. Yeah, um, and Ali actually, yeah, Retribution not looking like a joke. Maybe now they finally got their shirts and logos. They're like, okay, now we can. <laughs> I uh, forgot him now. <laughs> Guys, we already invested on the shirts. We can't go back. Yeah. But then we go backstage. Adam Pierce is talking to Orton and tells him that next week on Raw, he's going to defend that world title against Drew McIntyre. But uh, Orton doesn't like this news, so he just slams Pierce against the wall and uh, yeah, says you and the staff can go to hell, but that match is gonna happen. I feel like we haven't had a world title match in Raw in a while. Yeah, we. Uh, I Drew guess Drew's, show, Drew's whole time, Drew and Randy's whole yeah. time have been you know been escalating on these pay per views. Yeah. Um, the Universal Title was never defended on Champion. Yeah, we haven't really had many uh, like viable threat type of competitors, and you know, I mean, uh, Lashley, Titus O'Neil for. 
you can make it for the United States Championship. I I, I think I know how that's going to end. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but next week, you never know. I mean, it's right before Survivor Series. If they, I don't know. I feel like. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, what's the Randy, what's the bigger Drew match? Roman Randy or is it Roman Drew or Roman and someone we haven't even The Miz thought about. Card. Well, I don't know about the that. Miz could cash in. <laughs> yeah. Well that's exactly it. You know, it's gonna be it, it could be any one of these uh yeah. any one of these people. I feel like Roman Drew, they might want to save when it can actually mean like not just champion versus champion, but maybe for the universal title. Like right. Drew's baby face. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. But in the meantime, we got a main event. Orton teaming up with Ms. Morrison against New Day and Drew McIntyre. Pretty standard six-man tag. Uh, Randy just spends most of the match on the outside. Uh, I guess, yeah, I don't even think he tags in. He just says, fuck this. Stays on the floor and just walks away eventually. So McIntyre hits a claymore and Morrison gets the win for the baby faces. Where you go, baby faces. Yeah. That was your end of Raw. Oh, my God. This, uh, yeah, this was a really tough show for me this week. Uh, uh it, yeah, it, it wasn't. Uh, it really was. It really was. Um, just for me, the AJ stuff was fine, and then yeah, Ali Ricochet was great. Yeah, <sighs> that's kind. Of, that's kind of where I gotta draw the line this week. God, I hope we can. Yeah, just make a little more excitement to whatever the hell is happening at Survivor Series. Um, well, we got two title matches next week, so that should already be a bit of yeah, a Yeah, already show. like a little bit of a something. Yeah, we need to see yeah. Yeah, these, these women. I mean, I could see the Hurt Business winning those tag titles next week, and that could be big. Yeah, why the hell not? Give it to them. <laughs> why, the, why the hell not? Why the hell not? Yeah. Give it to them. Uh, and there you have it. That was, uh, <laughs> that was the entire first half of our wrestling week. Mike, how about we take a quick break? Let's take a breaky. We're going to take a breaky. We're going to come back. We got some Wednesday night. We've got some trivia, so stick around. Back here, part two of the podcast. Thanks for sticking it out through the break there. Hey. Hey. We made it. We made it. I'm, yeah. We made it. We made it. Uh, Wednesday night happened. Yeah, it's a trivia happen. Trivia. Woo. Trivia. Woo. Oh man, I was waiting. That was a great segue into there, wasn't it? <laughs> I was trying yeah. to. I was trying to trick you by saying Wednesday night wartime. And you you correctly fell into my ruse. Uh, no, I called your ruse. I called your ruse out. Oh yeah, what's the difference between a ruse and a bluff? Oh no, no, I. I uh, oh, oh, well, they're the opposite. No, I think I think <laughs> I I think my ruse was that I wanted you to suggest trivia. Oh. So by, by pretending, by pretending, I didn't think it existed, and then you would have been like, "What about trivia?" And then I would have been like, "Ha ha." Okay. It's a like it's a small payoff. Ho- I mean, that's what I wanted all along. So I mean, hopefully, hopefully a slight, you know, a slight, hopefully a smaller payoff than Lana being the sole survivor and/or turning on her entire team. Who even knows? That shit's in the that shit's in the rear view. Uh, let's get our minds stoked for some trivia. I haven't had it for a couple weeks either. It's been insanely busy yeah. building up some of these cards. Uh, Mike, I have three questions for you. I got six. Oh my Lanta! So we'll double down. Yeah, sure. Sounds great. Double down. Okay, mine's pretty simple this week, though. Yeah. So we got a simple game of over-under. 
you know, over, under, higher or lower, whatever you'd like to say. <laughs> I also have, I also uh, have uh, over, under, higher, lower, what happened this first. Week? Yeah. Really? Well, well, not what happened first. This is not what happened first. Well, it's, that's, a different oh, game. that's good. Similar, you know. No, it is not. Okay. And I'll explain. Okay. So I'm going to give you a statement, uh, which involves a number, of course. Okay. And the the correct number is either over or under, higher or lower, you'll have to say. Okay. Okay? Okay. So we'll first, we'll start off with R-Truth has 45 24-7 title reigns. Oh, my God. Like, I feel like that's so many, but at the same time, it's not enough. <laughs> mm. uh, now, he set a record a little while ago for the most reigns. I think he beat Raven's record or something yeah, like that. Most title reigns, period. Most title reigns, period, right? And I yeah, feel I like to. that was like three months ago. And so much 24-7 action has happened in the last three months that I'm going to say that he actually has over 45. Well, it's very close either way. Dang. He's actually at 44. 44 so instead. Damn. Oh, yeah, so you only, you only want one over there. But let's do another one here. Because uh, you tell me, Billy Kay is thirty years old, and and I guess even is not. It's not uh, an option. That's not an option. Okay, so they're always going to be over it. Is that it's always going to be one or the other? Yeah. Okay. And I didn't want to do the whole point five like they do on betting. Uh, of course, no. That's just confusing. Yeah. Really. Let's just standard, <laughs> standard. Billy Kay is thirty years old. Is it higher or lower? Uh, that's a good question. I feel like Peyton Royce is also like late twenties. Um. Yeah, but how old's Billy Kay? Never really thought about it too much. I'm gonna say she's over thirty. She is thirty-one. Thirty-one. So she is over oh, 30. we're shaving these off by the skin of our teeth here with one. Yeah, one year we're to getting spare. close. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, yeah, Mike, um, we're playing a uh, what happened first slash over under slash same kind of rules. Uh, you know, it's really just two things and we pick which one. (laughs) Uh, okay, Mike. So first, here we go. What happened first? Uh, Marco Stunt's birthday Mm. or MJF's birthday. Ah, I mean, they always mention how young MJF is. 23, I think, or something like that. Uh, Marco Stunt, I mean, he just because he's so tiny, he looks so damn young, but I think he's gonna be that way forever. He's like, he's already maxed out, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, already maxed out his tininess, yeah, or like his growth, I mean, as well. Oh, like, yeah, that's his body size now for life. Uh, so I feel like he could be older than MJF, which is sneaky because he just looks, you know, he looks like he could be in high school. Uh, so the, uh, were you asking me who is younger or who's older? Uh, yeah, who's older. Uh, I will say Marco Stunt is older. You're saying Marco Stunt was older, and MJF is, in fact, older. Uh, he beat him out by a few months. Beat him out dang. the difference from March to July. So what is that, three months there? But, yeah, you are But uh, you are right. Yeah, they're both, uh, they're both only 24, Okay, which is wild. But, yeah, Marco, it's tricky. It's, it's like... If he was at a carnival, those guess your age things. You, yeah, you could think he's like they're like thirty-seven and yeah. ding, 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 or thirteen, <laughs> or thirteen, and either and everything Marcus. in between. Uh, okay, now me more for you. More so we just me. did Billy Kay. Okay, you got that one right. 
So let's do the other side of the coin, as it were. Peyton Royce is 28. Yeah, see, 28 would have been my guess. If you were just like, how old do you think that person probably is? Yeah. Um, if like in my carnival, guess the age. Well, uh, so so Billy Kay is 31. God, is there? Do I think there's four years between the two of them? Or do I think there's only two? You know, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say. I, I'm. I guess it is only a 50-50 chance, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna take a guess. <laughs> And go under. So she is lower than 28. That's correct. That is correct. She is 27. Wow. So you got it. You got I got it. it. I got it. You know what? 28 would have been the perfect age that I yeah. pegged her at. Wow. You know, so a four-year gap? Yeah. You know? That, I means she, me. uh, that means she won, she, she won a belt at Mania at like 25 or something. That's yeah, very, very title. Young. Yeah, pretty good accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. That uh, those those women's tag titles at such a young age. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, my next one. Bruno San Martino, his legendary WWE title reign that will never be beat. Yeah. Lasted for twenty eight hundred days. Oh, I feel like that's too many. Or is it not enough? <laughs> Fuck, and I hope it's one like, straight rain. I hope it's like twenty eight hundred. It's like nope, it was twenty seven ninety nine, and I'm like no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like twenty eight hundred is too many. Um, how many years is that? Let's. Uh, uh, what is it? Three hundred. There's three hundred sixty five days in a year. Um, so that's like seven and a. That's over seven and a half straight years. Almost yeah. eight years straight. Crazy. God, it's crazy, right? I'm going to say under. Well, Damn. the exact number is 2,803. <laughs> I knew so it. it I knew over. it, you son of a bitch. I then why it. did you say under if you knew it? Because I didn't know it. Okay. <laughs> but yes, what a damn rain. Never, that will never be beaten. Nor should it at this point, because that'd be too much. Seven years of one person. Yeah, that would be way too. There, there wouldn't be like a single. Prom- yeah, that would just wouldn't work with any promotion or fans or no. anything like that. I mean, I guess at this point, Walter could do it with the UK title. He's already like a two years almost. Really? <laughs> I think so. I think since he, yeah, wow. it's been like two years since he beat Pete Dunne. So. And even Pete Dunne held it for like five hundred days. Century, yeah. it felt like. So uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But there you go. That's my round two. And that's your round two. Okay, Mike, here's your round two. So we're looking for another, uh, which is higher? Which is more? Okay. You know, you get it. You <laughs> get it. It's numbers, baby. I get it. Uh, so which is more? Samoa, uh, Samoa Joe's reign as Ring of Honor champion or mm. the total number of electoral college seats in the United States? Uh... <laughs> So the electoral college, I guess, just from keeping, I don't know, that's like around 500, I think. And Samoa Joe, a single world Ring of Honor title reign, is that what it was? It was, yes, his his only reign. His only reign was very long, so it's got to be pretty close. I'm saying they're both in the 500 range. Uh, No, maybe the, no. Uh, Yeah, around 500-ish. But So which has more? Which has more? Which which number is higher? Yeah. Uh, let's go with Samoa Joe. 
Samoa Joe is the right answer. Your numbers are your numbers are a little off though. Samoa Joe's single reign as Ring of Honor champion is the longest Ring of Honor champion ever. He stood at six hundred and forty-five days. Woo! Is in his sole reign of the belt. However, there are five hundred and thirty-eight uh, total electoral college seats. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up my. Over under trivia for you. Perfect. Bring it on me. So, there have been 90 different intercontinental champions in the history of the belt. Shit. No, okay. That seems like a lot. Well, it could be less. Could be oh, more. fuck you. Right. Okay, yeah. It's <laughs> well, going like, to be like 89. <laughs> it could be 50. It's I know. It could be 50. It could it be 102. Could be, you know, I mean, I guess it could be yeah. kind of everything in between. 90 feels a little high. Um, now, presumably, we're kind of like, we're talking about the IC belt kind of like throughout its whole thing. Just, yeah. Right? Since it's existed. God. And it was uh, like an NWA belt or a fucking. No. It was WWF. Oh, it was a WWWF belt uh yeah so it came in probably around the 70s long time ago wow 90 feels like a lot though especially because i think of like certain people holding it a lot and often like miz jericho honky tonk man you know kind of representing long chunks of time with that belt so i'm gonna say under under 90 yes under 90 well there have been 86 oh, different. yes. So you got it. That's yeah, still seen very, very high. I mean, I guess it's happening. 85 men and one woman. Who won it? China? China, yes. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I know. That's a lot. I mean, there are a couple. There, there's some names in there that you'd be like, oh, wow. Like, who the hell is uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, for the most part, it does change hands more often than the world title. So mm-hmm. creeps up there. Yeah. Okay, my final one. Uh, hopefully this one isn't worded strangely. I'll try to explain it as well as I can. But So, of course, there have been 36 WrestleManias. Uh, but of those 36, 26 have been in different cities. Okay. So we've had repeats, of course. So have there been more or less than 26 different cities to host WrestleMania? God, I mean, fuck. I think there's even... Yeah, I... I... Because I think of the major cities, I don't think of anybody getting it more than twice. So if I were to think what cities I think would have gotten it twice, uh, New Orleans has, I'm going to say a New York City has one of them, one of the cities within New York. Uh, I bet a Florida has, there's kind of two, four, six. Uh, God. Yeah, this one's close, and I think again, yeah, it's gonna be a, like a very close number two twenty six. Uh, like it's gonna be like twenty five or something, or maybe maybe I think it's maybe it's more, or like or there's been less different cities. God, this one's close. <laughs> I'm gonna say actually that there have been so you said twenty six, and I'm gonna say there have been more than twenty six host cities. Well, there have been 25 yeah, different cities. I knew so was... we have had some repeats. Uh, New York has had it three times, actually. Okay. MSG, the first, the 10th, the 20th, WrestleManias. Uh, I think, I think, yeah, there's been a couple. Florida, I think, has had it three times, but not all at the same venue. Like mm-hmm. once in Miami, once in Tampa. I don't know. Toronto's had it twice. So there's been repeats, but overall, more than... Yeah, 25 out of 36 is still pretty good. Yeah, I knew it was going to be close to that. 
close to that number Nothing. either way. Yeah, all in North America, never outside. Yes, of course. Well, I think <laughs> that'd be like a TV time, right? I mean, they could do it if they wanted. But yeah, it had to start in the afternoon or something. Yeah, or something like that, which well, I guess like, uh, would be great. Yeah, like if it if it they could do it if it started at noon and just ran like until the UFC eight, fight the other in week Abu you know? Dhabi. Yeah, anytime they're in Abu yeah. Dhabi, it's it's like the perfect timeline. Khabib, yeah, that Khabib fight started at what like four o'clock, five perfect. o'clock. So. Yeah, they all knew. But anyways, that's my trivia for the week. That's great. I've got one more, which happened long, uh, longest, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you seem they seem to switch as we yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the same theme. It's it's numbers, but well, like mine you know, was mine was strict. But it's you know it's it's it's, it's sometimes uh, it can be all sorts of things. Okay, ever so first, Mike. Uh, now we're looking at a length of time. So you're gonna tell me which is longest. Okay, or okay. which would take more time. Okay. Yes. Which would take more time? To watch the longest ever WrestleMania main card plus pre-show, or to watch Star Wars episode four, five, and six, if you just nonstop press play mm. first until four, four until six, nonstop. Yeah. Uh, which one would take you longer? Hmm. Yeah. So the Star Wars movies are like at least two hours a piece. Probably six and a half, seven hours, but the WrestleManias are including the pre-show. Including the pre-show? Including the pre-show. Because we had two-hour pre-shows. Plus, like a five-hour, fucking even five and a half some years, my God. Uh, Yeah, I think I might have to get the edge to the WrestleMania. I feel like WrestleMania 32 was like seven and a half hours. You are correct. It was WrestleMania. If you wanted to watch Star Wars Episode 4, 5, and 6 nonstop, it would take you six hours and 28 minutes. Yeah. That's All that runtime. Um, however, if you were to tune into WrestleMania 35 and start on the pre-show and wait until the very end after the... The, the camera fades out after Becky Lynch holds up her arm in victory. You would have sat through seven hours and 24 minutes of professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, they split it into two this year, and it was a lot more of an easy... Digestible. Yeah, I think that might be the theme going forward. It's, I mean, if it's the one pay-per-view, you can split into two and still have just as much hype. Yeah, I mean, no, Wrestle Kingdom yeah, already did yeah, it. It makes well. sense. I mean, you know, so, yeah, something like a Rumble has to happen then, and certainly all the other themed pay per views. Yeah, uh, WrestleMania. People already make a weekend of it. They fly in. You got the Hall of Fame. You got the Takeover. Yeah, why not just wedge this in there? <laughs> and why not just have a two parter? Uh, everyone would be better for. It. Everyone would be better for it. And there's your trivia. There it is. Fun as always, folks. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we have to. We come up with all this ourselves, so that's why it's not there. Sometimes we miss a week. Eventually, we're gonna have to fucking. We're gonna run out. Like, of, yeah, there's <laughs> only so many ideas. We're playing games with numbers now. <laughs> that's just based on <laughs> professional wrestling. No, no clue or hint or anything was actually a professional wrestler and our sports entertainer. Well, any some of way. these things you can just know, though. Yeah, that's true. I guess some of them, you know. I mean, I guess if you had an idea of how long Star Wars was, or you you had an idea of how many electoral college well, seats there were. <laughs> I had. But anyways, where should we head to next? Let's head to Wednesday night because there's a war going on, and it's Wednesday, baby. Let's head over to TNT for some AEW Dynamite. 
Fallout from the big show on the weekend. Uh, a lot of great shit going on on Full Gear. And um, we actually kicked this week's show off uh, with Team Taz. Your favorite. I know. Your I don't, Brooklyn I boy. Just can't do it. The FTW the champion. man with no Brian, neck. <laughs> Brian Cage, the FTW champion, <laughs> comes down to the ring. Uh, I think, like, along with Ricky Starks, I think Taz is on commentary, and he's taking yeah. on uh, Matt Seidel in a uh, big opening match. Slippery rope Seidel. Yeah. Darby sitting up in the stands with his belt. Mm-hmm. Just watching. Uh, yeah, so Cage versus Seidel. Uh, they're fighting... I guess the big Seidel hits a nice meteora off the top rope onto that ramp. That looked good. Yeah. Got to have a couple ramp spots every week. <laughs> but uh, So Seidel puts up a good fight, uh, some near falls, but then a really cool finish where he goes for like a dive off the top rope head first. But Cage catches him midair and just like right into the suplex uh, into the drill claw position. Amazing show of strength. He hits the drill claw, gets the win. That was a cool ending. Yeah, it, it was a good, uh, it was really fast. Brian Cage is uh, like a very quick, movable guy. Not like some of these other, uh, not, like, uh, not like other heavyweights. Yeah, not like a Strowman type. And when you get that like small guy working well with a big guy, you know, especially when the two can kind of hang together faster. Yeah. Uh, fast pace, yeah, great way to kick off the show uh, in yeah. some non-tag team action. <laughs> Seidel, I mean, that's a lot of trust. He just dives head first and has to hope Cage will catch him. Because if he misses that catch, he lands right on his head. He lands right on his head. But, uh, yeah, fun little opener. Uh, Cody Rhodes comes out next to cut a promo and, you know, give some respect to Darby. And he says he won't be seeking a rematch right away. So he'd rather uh, have a rematch with MJF. But then all of a sudden, this uh, this woman shows up. Uh yeah, I don't know who she is. A black woman with blonde hair. Jade uh, Cargill. Jade Car. Yeah, she introduces herself. Jade Cargill. So Cody's like, can I help you? And she just kind of grabs the microphone. And uh, yeah, Cody's like, uh, yeah, she's like, Cody, how dare you sit here? Lie to our audience. I'm Jade Cargill and I'm the total package. And I've been sitting on the sidelines studying the competition. And uh, she's heard Cody call himself the giant killer. But she says, what do you know about giants? There ain't nothing giant about you. Uh, I know what you, I know a real giant, so watch your back. Uh, and then she goes to leave and then turns around and says, oh, yeah, that giant's name is Shaq. <laughs> so Shaquille O'Neal. The big Shaquille O'Neal reveal. <laughs> the man who was supposed to fight Big Show at WrestleMania 32. Uh, still waiting to make his, I guess, singles debut. Well, yeah, I think he had uh, uh, he had he had talked about I think uh, a few weeks ago in the uh, in the Twitter world he had tweeted out about taking on Cody Rhodes and what that would be like. Well, uh, it looks like there's uh, some smoke to this, uh, <laughs> some fire to this smoke. However, <laughs> but uh, Brandy Rhodes comes out though. She's angry. She, this is the most hood I've ever seen her. She just starts clapping at Jade, calling her bitch and this and that and trash talking. Uh, get your ass out of here, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Brandy goes to leave, and Jade smacks her on the ass cheek. I like this the the balls on this Jade girl. Who, whoever uh, she is, whoever the hell she is, I assume she fights as well, a wrestler. Yeah, she could. Uh, but anyways, officials come out, separate them all, and uh, but then back in the ring, Brian Cage power bombs Cody. Ricky Starks comes out, they beat him down. So Darby Allen comes down from the stands to save Cody. 
and he's wearing a jacket that's just kind of got thumbtacks all over it so he can just kind of launch into people which he does just stab you yeah just like a punk rock <laughs> uh like a punk rocker's belt you know like yeah. that kind of super stud Even more sharp this is a real tack <laughs> but anyways and then uh, when all the fighting's already done, of course, who, who loves to come running out? Will Hobbs just shows up. Will Hobbs for the second time, like in as many days, helping <laughs> yeah. out all the baby hey, faces. Guys. Somebody's yeah, got to do it do. because nobody else is going to fucking help these people out. It's got to be Will good Hobbs. Guy, good guy, Will Hobbs. Good that's guy, just... Will Hobbs. That's what, that's what, we, that's what he was calling <laughs> uh, When we go backstage, Alex Marvez is interviewing John Moxley uh, about successfully defending against Kingston in the I Quit match. and. Looking ahead to the Omega match, but this whole interview, the audio was fucked up so bad. I don't know. Yeah, and there was another interview later on uh, with members of the Inner Circle that was also kind of... Uh... Yeah, it was like they weren't getting the feed directly from the mics. They were just hearing what the arena was hearing. It was something, know. yeah. It, 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 it just felt, it felt a little As a off, sound guy, I'm sure you must have been very... Oh, uh, I notice all of these little production yeah. uh, mistakes. Like the whole interview, like they didn't even fix it halfway through. It was just bad. But Oh, all anyways, the time I noticed these little things. Um, yeah. But yeah. The, uh, the whole point of it was we do get a nice date for that Moxley versus Omega title match. It's going to be December 2nd, baby. Dynamite. So that is two two weeks of build and then the match. So yeah, thank way before Revolution. Obviously, you know, I mean, obviously we can't fucking dr- drag that out this long. We have two weeks of build, <laughs> and I think we Kenny Omega gives us a great promo. It's either in the ring or it's pre-taped, or maybe it's later on in the show. Yeah, there was a pre-tape. Uh, I forget exactly when and when. Yeah, he, or he's, he's just going on. Uh, well, yeah, I'll just mention it right now. You know, he goes on to point. One other thing I love, by the way, um, Kenny Omega has no sense of style. I've just sort of oddly realized <laughs> it. Like, his clothes, you cannot fucking gather what yeah. his shtick is. It's like big frumpy t-shirts. Big frumpy t-shirt and then sometimes shorts. It looks like shorts. they've been sitting in a crumpled pile on the floor. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like this guy has no closets <laughs> or anything. He just kind of piles on the floor. Yeah. But he does, yeah. you know, bring up a lot of good points to Moxley. You know, this match is coming up. And he says, Mox, like, I've never lost. Like, we've never had a match. I've never lost to you in AEW. Because if you'll recall, before their match at Full Gear last year in 2019, the lights went out and then came back on. Justin Roberts told us, he's like, the show is over. Fuck-onk. Shikonk. And, um, you know, the match that they had previously was unsanctioned. This is kind of like, you know, two competitors who have never faced each other in a traditional wrestling uh, ring. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think they will just have a traditional wrestling match this time. Yeah, this this the their weapon. first sanctioned match by AEW, and, you know, as far as Kenny Omega's concerned, as far as I'm concerned, they're both 0-0 zero and zero coming into this match. Yeah, there is no Could winner. We there is see no the loser. first ever world title switch on Dynamite. Could we see Moxley's first loss in AEW? There's a lot at stake. Yeah, big match, mm-hmm. big match, baby. Uh, but another match that surprisingly became pretty big was uh, this tag match here: Butcher and the Blade taking on Dustin and QT Marshall, the Natural Nightmares, in a bunkhouse match where anything goes, only win by pin or submission inside the ring. But uh, this was like your typical. WWE holiday style match where they just kind of dressed the outside of the ring with props. Mm-hmm. It was like a farm. We had bales of hay, cow skulls, all I don't know, just farm props. Whatever a bunkhouse is, I, it's me- uh, a bunkhouse. <laughs> I thought it makes me think of like a boathouse, you know? Yes, very close. So think about a boathouse, but for cowboys and ranches. Think about it like that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's um, it was. Well, where like, was there was no actual house though. There was just hay. Well, I mean, there. obviously you can't build a house around the ring, then you wouldn't be able to see into it. 
I mean, Halloween Havoc had that tomb. That <laughs> it was like a place. Up. Yeah, it was a place where cowboys would live. Like you know, I'm young, not complaining. Young cowboys this... on ranches and things like that. <laughs> okay. Well, this match was a lot of fun. Uh, Dustin hits a final reckoning to butcher onto a chair, and uh, we get a big guitar smash spot to QT Marshall's head, which busts him open. Uh, blade job, our first blade yeah, job. Yeah, I didn't know that was, I mean, you know, if you were to ask a blood splatter analysis, you know, sort of, or, you know, like a forensic scientist, you know, if someone would get hit in the head with a guitar, what sort of yeah. formations and cuts would uh, would form? I'm sure that forensic yeah. scientist would tell you, oh, yeah, big cut right across the forehead. <laughs> Horizontally <laughs> across the forehead. That's the only way that a guitar would smash you up. Yeah, well, that's just our first bloody moment of the match. Um we get a bull rope with the cowbell attached, um, and then the bunny, she pulls on some handcuffs. She cuffs dust into the turnbuckle, so he's stuck there for a bit. We get kendo sticks, ladders, fire extinguishers. Uh, Dustin and the butcher, they fight over up to the ramp, uh, and Dustin hits his big bulldog off the stage through some farm scenery, some like plywood and shit. But, uh, and then back in the ring, Blade, he's now done a Blade job. And he got, he does his name well. He's bleeding from profusely from the head. Uh, he's just covered. So him and QT, they're both just bleeding warriors, slugging out in the ring. Uh, QT sets up a ladder and hits a giant diving elbow drop. But somehow Blade kicks out. Uh, but yeah, that crimson mask of his was flowing. Oh, it was huge. Uh, it was just, huge. Yeah, driven. This it was looked, dynamite. It this is like a free fucking television. the double or nothing match. Yeah, this was television match for free. They're bleeding like this. Butcher and Blade, they hit their cool double neck breaker to Dustin on a chair table. But QT breaks up that pin with a trash can to the face. So Bunny's on the apron again. But then Blade gets bumped into her accidentally, so she falls through a table. And then uh, Dustin nails Blade with a cowbell. QT hits a diamond cutter, and that wins the match. But damn, these guys over-delivered. What a great <laughs> match. No, that yeah. it really was. And, you know, uh, I didn't think the feud was necessary to have a gimmick match like this. No, they gave it all. Was. This is like a pay-per-view call. This is a blood feud Apparently it was. match Something, that came out of nowhere. We don't see blood this much on our television sets, especially not at, uh, you know, <laughs> about 8.30 p.m. or 9 yeah. p.m. This was uh, This was wild. This was wild. Yeah, this was damn, damn good. Yeah, you something know, that, you me. know, just sort of didn't expect. You know, this this gave me a lot of feelings like that that parking lot brawl that we saw between the best friend and Santana Ortiz. What we thought would just be a match or, like you know, a, a kind of normal tag match yeah. ended up becoming this wildly violent, very well executed uh, yeah. piece. By instead. the end, they were just covered. Everybody. I think, I think, uh, I think Butcher was the only one who didn't blade. Yeah, but his white shirt was still covered in blood. Yeah, and he had, he had cuts on his arms, and you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was a great showing for Butcher and Blade too, who uh, yeah. big fans of. They, but yeah, we just yeah. Don't even see. when they lose, they still look good because they're tough. Because I think they've only lost. Yeah, or much. or save the save the wins for dark. I think that's what they usually do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but then Chris Jericho comes out next. We've got a podium set up in the ring and uh, ready for the big induction. But first, he wants to bring out the OG members of the inner circle. So Santana, Ortiz, Jake Hager come out, but uh, no Sammy Guevara. But Jericho says, show must go on, so we'll worry about him later, because uh, there are two men who are going to make the inner circle even more dominant. The new members, Wardlow and MJF, so they come down to the ring. MJF steps to the, up to the podium to give his speech. He pretends to get all emotional and cry, and uh, he wants to read a poem, but apparently he's uh, just stolen some lyrics from Drake. 
And Satana's like, hey, man, you shouldn't be here. Uh, but Jericho says, yeah, if there's an issue, it's on me. I made the challenge. I got beat. So uh, I've been doing this for 30 years. I've got the, yeah, with this man, with MJF's mind and his muscle, inner circle's going to be stronger than ever. So anyways, MJF says he doesn't want the tension. He doesn't even know who Drake is uh, because I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. So Santana's pissed off even more. But anyways, he's the inner circle. We're not just here to celebrate uh, me joining. We're here to celebrate you, Chris, because it's your birthday. And then confetti falls. We get some music playing. And uh, yeah, MJF has to interrupt the celebration for an urgent announcement because next week we're going to Vegas, baby. And it's all on him. So he just hands out the plane tickets. And Jake Hager seems to be won over by MJF. He was singing along, having fun. He was the only one with a smile on his face in this whole segment. Yeah, the other two were still not, but they're going to Vegas. They're going to Vegas, you know. Yeah, first segment of the show, it didn't really hit for me. It's odd. It fe- it felt like a big uh, a, a big to do to really only kind of set up what will be a pre taped Vegas trip for the mall. Um, you know, felt more kind of like a placeholder for the Vegas trip from from this follow up from Saturday's match. Uh, you know what I'm saying right there? Yeah, uh, Inner Circle's Vegas vacation, but we'll get one more thing with them later. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, your boy, Sean Spears, taking on Scorpio Sky. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let's go. Uh, oh, by the way, Sean Spears was on an 11-match, 11-singles-match win streak. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah, piling them up on Dark. But, He's the uh, king of Dark, baby. One thing I didn't mention, I guess it was there all night. There was kind of a new outside the ring. There was just like a red carpet. Yeah, I thought that was just kind of <laughs> part of the, there all night. I didn't know. If, yeah, I, 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 I kind of assumed that was part of the bunkhouse shtick. Yeah, but then just kind of stayed there. So. Yeah, Whatever. who knows? Who knows why? But it was fine. Just wanted to note that. But anyways, Spears and Sky, they've kind of been feuding for a few weeks now. Uh, they're having a good little back and forth match when Tolly he goes and drops the metal slug in the corner. And then he tosses another one in the middle of the ring to distract Sky. So in the meantime, Spears gets that medal, loads up that glove, clocks Scorpio in the face, pins him for the three. Twelve wins in a row for Spears. Twelve wins in a row, and I think with the first one of those on actual, on actual AEW Wednesday night. <laughs> uh, what happened yeah. to the rest of SCU? Uh, yeah, we haven't seen Daniels and Kazarian. Have, I think I think we maybe saw one of them individually. A little, I think Kazarian. I think we got Frank Kazarian and uh, Hangman Page. That was a match that happened. Uh, uh, but yeah, I wonder yeah. why we just sort of dissolved SCU, or maybe they are people kind of getting uh, I, getting I some shit got done. Nothing for them right now. I mean, I don't know. The yeah. tag stuff was focused on other teams, and hmm. yeah, curious. But anyways, we got Ty Conti taking on Ralph Velvet. Conti's got Anna J in her corner. I like both. I like Conti. She's cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Conti's not officially with the Dark Order, but she's still hanging out with Anna Jay all the time, mm-hmm. so something's going on there. But uh, Velvet's got Brandy Rhodes with her as well, for whatever reason, so I don't know. But, anyways, like I said, it's your weekly woman's shit. I'll take what I can get. Um, Sheeta just defended her title. We didn't even hear from her. Yeah, no she didn't even pop up on the screen or yeah, something. She wasn't even sitting in the crowd this week like she normally does. Big Swole, though. Big Swole is the top uh, power-ranked uh, woman in ranking. the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
feel like we haven't heard from the rankings in a while yet. The rank, I dude, Not I'm ch- I'm checking them up every week. Yeah, most of them make uh, like the men's like the men's and tag side makes sense. Well, I think I think Sean Spears is in the top five. He's like fifth or fourth. He's sneaking him up there. No, no, Ricky Starks is though. Ricky Starks is our uh, hot number five. Uh, so anyways, Conti Velvet. They're having some fun. Uh, Anna J slides a chair in to tie, but uh, she doesn't want it. She kicks it back out. She doesn't want to cheat. But this distraction allows Velvet to hit a big leg lariat. Uh, Conti kicks out. She fights back, hits a gory special into a knee. Whatever she calls it, she gets the win. So I like it. Yeah. Take Ty Conti. Getting the win, uh, you know, po- the possible, you know, there's a, there was a little bit of a disagreement between her and Anna J, you know. Uh, while the Dark Order, I think we're just kind of standing there from the entrance tunnel, checking it out. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, I don't know. I just like to see more for them. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll get we'll, we'll get one next. We can't. Well, I mean, we'll get somebody next week. You know, maybe it'll be Big Swole. Who knows? Well, let's go backstage where the inner circle they're still all pumped up about going to Vegas when Sammy arrives and they say, "Where were you?" And he's like, "What?" Uh, I got MJF's email. Said go to the beach. I was at the beach. Where were you guys? And MJF's like, dude, I sent you another email that said to be here. And Sammy's like, no, no, I only got one email. But all the other members say they got a second email. So Jericho tries to calm things down. MJF's like, hey man, I really did send that email, but here's your ticket. And he pats Sammy on the shoulder and leaves. Plans are in motion. Yeah. One guy's getting uh, the little runt. Sammy's getting kicked out. To kick Sammy out, and because yeah, I think Sammy Sammy's the only one at the point right now where I think he his potential is beyond kind of inner circle realm right now. Yeah, I think to push uh, him as the performer that he actually is, uh, like the in yeah. his in ring ability, he's got baby faced in him with all his high flying all over him. It's just like written <laughs> on his forehead, and I think like eventually that's going to have to happen. Just don't bring back the panda hat. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need that. hat. But uh, yeah, man, something's gonna happen in Vegas. To yeah, or maybe uh, MJF gave him different tickets, so he gets on a different plane, ah, takes him somewhere fun. else. Yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, uh, Eddie Kingston comes out just to cut another nice promo. Of Moxley made me quit, and I got to deal with that, but I'll never stop, and I will be world champion someday. But right now, I got to be the leader that I am, because my brothers Pentagon and Phoenix—they're gonna face each other next. And I just want to say you're welcome. And uh, I will say thank you because this was a damn, another damn good match. We just got Ray Phoenix, El Penta. Just, just jump into a man. Some fucking good lucha wrestling here. Uh, Penta's, at one point, Penta does this really cool submission I've never even seen before. He's got Phoenix in like a tombstone, but then like does like a sharpshooter while holding him there. Oh, just while he's holding him there. Yeah, and I'm yeah, thinking to myself like, the how does the blood not just I've rush to your fucking it. head? Yeah. So uh, that was cool. But then Pentagon, Penta, sorry, he makes it personal. He rips a big hole in Phoenix's mask, revealing his face. Revealing uh, a he's huge like portion of his face. Yeah, a big chunk of the face. You know, uh, we could see everything almost. Uh, Penta's even biting at the mask, ripping it up, looking like a big heel. Uh, but then later on, Phoenix repays him. He tears open Pentagon's mask. So we get one of the best looks you've ever had at Pentagon's face. He's got this big curly mop of hair. Yeah, he's got hair. He's got a face. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that, like, you know, one if one of the masks got teared off, it just turns out like it turns out that Penta is just some white guy. <laughs> well, I mean, his face paint. He only paints where he needs to. He was so, wearing yeah, fa- you got to see most. He was wearing face paint. Yeah, but we got so much of his only face. around 
Yeah, like Jushin Thunder Liger, when he gets unmasked, he's got his whole face painted. Mm-hmm. He transforms into Kishin Liger. But not today. We're just getting little peeks at their faces. Uh, and the commentary was great. Tony Schiavone and Kingston were just going at it, having some great arguments. Oh, any uh, anytime Kingston was treating Tony Schiavone the same way like Britt Baker treats Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Which is just kind <laughs> of like a, like a respectful piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So these these guys are having a battle. Phoenix and Penta, they're just like, they're doing the old back and forth slugfest where they're just tearing at each other's masks, exchanging punches. Uh, Penta hits a, a big like flipping reverse DDT where Phoenix spikes his head for the first of many times because uh, Penta then does more damage. He hits a big package pile driver on the edge of the damn ring apron. Uh, and even Eddie Kingston says that was a little too much. That was a little too much. <laughs> that was a little too much. <laughs> but he's still not done because Penta then hits a Canadian destroyer to Phoenix on the floor. So Eddie says, okay, you got to call it. I'm a little worried now. That's his brother. That's his brother. But uh, he's still not done. He rolls Phoenix back in the ring, hits another package pile driver. And finally, mercifully, that ends the match. Penta wins. But that was outstanding. Wow. To- what a match. Yeah. They tore the house and their masks down. Pay-per-view quality. And no, we got two pay-per-view quality matches on this show. Uh, yeah, this was outstanding. And then right after, Kingston just gets on the mic, puts over what we just saw. Uh, he goes down. He congratulates Penta. And then he just, like, nudges Phoenix out of the ring with his foot. <laughs> just just kind of kicks, kicks him, kicks the him out. Yeah. Yeah. Heelish. And then he just tells Penta, I'm proud of you. And you know what? You don't need that dead weight anymore. You don't need your brother. Uh, and then the bastard Pack comes out, makes his big in-person return. Uh, then just cuts a promo on Eddie Kingston saying, you've made a big mistake, and gets in the ring. He wants to fight, but officials flood the ring and separate them, so they don't touch. Pac Kingston, yeah, they have a reason. They have a reason to fight, of course. Uh, fucking, you know, Eddie Kingston choosing Penta, trying to separate yeah, him and Ray Phoenix. The, the death triangle from him. The death triangle. splitting him up. Uh, you know, I almost feel like they should have just not played that pack promo last week and had this been a surprise. It was not a big deal, but yeah, I wonder. Know. It was a weird promo. Like it was like, it was ooh, cool, creepy, but... interesting, or yeah, yeah, or like I, I give it an extra week or something. But uh, but yeah, but I think regardless, Pac's finally back. Yeah, fucking way, fingers yeah. crossed. It's for good now. Uh, and even Jr. Or maybe it was Shivoni bring or one of them. Actually, I think it was Scald brings it up. You know that <laughs> this was the second time that Pac had to put his wrestling career on hold involuntarily. Yeah, um, for like a we, long time. We had as well, like the so. six months uh, post WWE, and then he was flying high. And now, uh, and then he was in England for the last little while. Great to see that he's finally made his way back over. Uh, quarantine across the pond, across, across the pond. Yeah, looking forward to all that. Uh, damn good main event. Uh, we'll find out the fallout next week. Yeah, we'll find out what happens next week. You know, we have some big builds. Maybe you know, adding another match to this December second card. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they're gonna stack that. They're gonna make it a super card. Yeah, make it something that can kind of you know push them over in the ratings or you know what have yous, all that kind of stuff. Maybe some the kind December of, to December. Oh, I, I bet. Do you think WWE probably still has? Well, I think that probably. was. Uh, they probably still own that. Yeah. Yeah. DC or you know something like a Christmas. But something they can bring back the Christmas 
bl- creature. Yeah, there you go. There's <laughs> some kind of little alliteration or something yeah. like that. The uh, or the uh, the ho- the holiday holiday havoc havoc. <laughs> <laughs> because because we can't say Christmas. We do have to be inclusive no. here, right? Holiday havoc, and that's close enough that people it's on the nose. You can kind of be like, ha ha, we get it. Like if someone yeah, we is like ha ha, we get it. And if you search havoc on YouTube, but it's still not a delete ripoff of Halloween havoc. It's it's like just different enough legally speaking. Yeah. That uh, exactly. you can't file that trademark, and there you have it. That was this. Uh, that was <laughs> AEW, and it's a fucking fantastic show uh, to a fantastic uh, pay per view fallout. Mm-hmm. Well, let's full hop- gear fallout. Full gear fallout. Well, let's hop across the pond. Let's go. Let's go across the pond. Well, more of, like across the of, road. Of television cable stations. You know, yeah, across oh, the okay. road, as it were. Just uh, take a quick old jaunt down to the whatever it's called now, because we're talking the NXT. NXT. What does it mean? But-o. I don't know, but it's some good wrestling, so NXT, watch and see, gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three, so Capital Wrestling Center. There you go, you had it. The, the, NXT, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so let's start the show. Johnny Gargano's in the ring, because uh, he's going to defend his North American title. But uh, he mentions, much like Sasha Banks, he's got the same curse. He has yet to defend a singles championship in NXT. Uh, same thing. I was like, huh? Yeah, that one. Yeah, a little surprising. Uh, but tonight he's got a wheel of challengers to try and reverse the curse. So he's got a wheel set up, a bunch of legit names on there. Undisputed Era members, Cameron Grimes, Ciampa. But there's one name that's written, been written on in Sharpie, uh, on this wheel. Uh, Leon Ruff. So he spins the wheel, which has been obviously weighted and it's rigged. It lands right on Leon Ruff. The perennial tiny jobber that we have seen pop up uh, never has never stands a chance. But he's getting a big shot tonight. This man's getting a title shot. So just like that, Gargano taking on Leon Ruff. Uh, Johnny's just dominating little Leon early on. This is going to be an easy squash match. Leon Ruff hasn't done a damn thing in NXT. So Johnny's in control. Then Damian Priest shows up at ringside. Uh, and Gargano turns his attention towards him. Uh... For a second, but then he turns back towards Ruff to deliver a super kick. But Ruff ducks it, hits a crucifix roll up, and he holds Johnny down for the three. What? A <laughs> he has three. won the match. Cause yeah, commentary's going nuts. This is the biggest upset in NXT. In history. NXT history, in the in history, history of the entire fucking promotion, Lil yeah. Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff. But this was, uh, I mean, this was great. He's in shock. Johnny, everyone's in shock. I'm in shock. I like it though. That's huge. Huge moment for a nobody jobber like Leon Ruff to now hopefully do something with this. Uh, but Johnny's title curse continues. Uh, wow. <laughs> so they're celebrating. Damian Priest puts the title around Leon's waist, but he's so damn small that it just falls to the ground. He's so skinny. It just fa- it just falls right off. Yeah, I think they have him yeah. at uh, they have him at 150 pounds here on uh, <laughs> on his official his first win ever in the company, and it's the biggest. Uh, so crazy moment. He's celebrating. He gets the standing ovation as he walks backstage. The nice moment. Uh, he still can't believe it. And then good guy Damian Priest. He says, "Hey man, uh, in a second Johnny's gonna come through that curtain. Gonna be looking for you. So uh, here's the keys to my black challenger." So <laughs> what a cool guy Priest. Is. <laughs> Just gives him his car. So Leon runs off. Uh, he he drives away and Johnny storms back. He's real hot. He's arguing with Damian Priest, who makes fun of him for. Just kind of causing his own demise. And that's it. The title has switched. 
Wow. What a crazy moment. Yeah, that was uh yeah, I was just sitting watching. I that, that was that was a that was one of the biggest I never expected this. That's what you ever, watch wrestling for. Ever. I could have never no. Now anyone's yeah. got it. Any match, anyone's got a chance. I anybody's got like it happens. on any given Sunday. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Leon Ruff, he's he knows even though he's been jobbed, he obviously knows what he's doing. His so uh, former Evolve tag champ uh, tag team champion. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he's been around, you know. He knows how to wrestle, so exactly. let's see what he can do. He probably won't hold it for long, but it was fun. But yeah, who who know who knows what's next in uh, on the North American title scene? Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. But uh, we got more championships on the line: the cruiserweight title, Santos Escobar defending against Jake Atlas. Uh, but Atlas was smart, as earlier in the day, he kind of attacked Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza with a pipe, so they can. Uh, and not be as much of a factor later on. You know, he, well, that's what you get for walking around the parking lot without, uh, like, heavy, without guns. <laughs> yeah, basically. <clears throat> but, anyways, we get a nice, fast-paced cruiserweight match here. Uh, the other members of Legato do end up interfering anyways. Or, yeah, they're at ringside. They try to attack Atlas with the pipe. But he avoids them, takes them out again. But then they keep interfering, so the ref just finally says, fuck it. Ejects them from ringside. So Atlas, uh, yeah, he uh, the, he goes for his cartwheel DDT, but Escobar avoids it, hits the Legato, and uh, that gets the win, retains the title. The Legato, it's, it's um, I forgot that we were. This was like a feud that was building for a little while. You know, I just yeah. kind of forgot that. You know, yeah. these guys can uh, fly through the air. You know, is it a five star classic? <laughs> no. But uh, there really wasn't much wrestling on WWE this week, so definitely one of the best matches of the week, gotta say. Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Big Bad Raquel Gonzalez taking on Zia Lee, the match that Zaya requested uh, because of those letters. But uh, Zaya's nowhere to be found as Boa comes out and says, Zaya's not here, we can't have the match. Really sorry, so... Boa goes to exit the ring, but then Raquel hits him with a stiff boot to the head, sends him to the floor, and then she just proceeds to beat him all around the ring and uh, hits him with her one-arm powerbomb, leaving Boa laid out. I gotta say, Raquel looked quite good here. Looked yeah, pretty... looking strong, looking like a monster. Yeah. yeah, she just, I mean, Boa's not a, Boa's no Leon Ruff, he's a pretty, pretty, pretty good-sized Larger man. guy, yeah. Guy. <laughs> uh, but then as Boa is recovering, the lights go out. And then we get like this dragon starts flying around on the screen. And that signals the arrival of this mysterious old Asian man. Just walks out, hands Boa a letter. And then marks something on the back of his hand, like with ash or charcoal or something. So something's going on. Very ominous and mysterious. Yeah. You know, I'm along for the ride. We'll see where it goes. Of course, yeah. Is he going to sell him like a gremlin? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that... Backstage, we got August Gray, who was attacked, or yeah, he came out and attacked Thatch last week on Thatch's Thatch Can. So Thatcher returns the favor, shows up, attack him, and they just kind of brawl around and they bump into Dexter Loomis's nice drawing. They bend the canvas. Uh, Loomis is upset, so he just stares down at Thatcher. And then Regal appears, says, All right, boys, all right, let's do it later. So they'll fight. So we'll get a fight between Thatcher <laughs> and Loomis a little bit later. Mm hmm. But before that, we got Tony Storm taking on Candice LeRae. Good women's action here. You know, they've been around the block. Still both looking for that big one in NXT. Uh, at least NXT North America. Mm-hmm. But 
Anyways, they have a fun match. Candice pins Tony and gets her feet on the ropes for that illegal added leverage. And that gets her the three count. So afterwards, Tony's pissed off, attacks Candice. But then Ghostface shows up, helps Candice beat up Tony. So Shotzi Blackheart shows up to try and help. But uh, yeah, Ghostface and uh, Candice get the better of them. And then Ghosty removes her mask, revealing Indy Hartwell. So much like I, I called it. Now, how? Why did you think that? I well, as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh yeah, Mike called that." And how? How, yeah. how did you call it? Did you have any? Because uh... she had been remember before she sent them the TV, and then they. Oh yeah. They, yeah, 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 they yeah. looked at the battle royal, and she helped out Candace in the battle royal at first. Right. So, it was subtle, but I was enough so that I, I had an inkling. Yeah. So, anyways, I like it. It gets a focus on her. Focus you know. on her, and we didn't carry this. We didn't drag this out for too long. Yeah. I mean, Ghostface appeared a couple of times, and now we know who it is. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we can start <laughs> writing shows. Yeah. Uh, but then we go, we get uh, Dexter Loomis taking on Timothy Thatcher in uh, just a nice heavy-hitting grapple submission match oh, here. Oh, of course. These t- fucking uh, – Timothy Thatcher can slap. Oh, yeah. He, he, can, he can just – yeah, he can get you into any hold from anywhere. And he the gets ring. great. Yeah, he has great, you know, just heavy hitting, makes a lot of contact, gives you that nice fucking jaw sound. Yeah, working that injured ankle of Loomis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loomis hits a swanton bomb at one point. Uh, and then he goes to lock in that silence. But then Cameron Grimes shows up. Yeehaw! Uh, causes the distraction. Uh, so Thatcher gets the upper hand on Loomis. He gets both of his arms just like locked up and pins him down for the three. So Thatch wins. And then right after, Grimes jumps on Loomis, beats him up. He puts a sack on his head, over Dexter's head, like Jason in Friday Part 2. But, uh, yeah, so he sits Loomis down on this chair and then hits a big cave-in stomp. So was was Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis, we were supposed to get it, but then he, Loomis got injured. We had injured. the haunted house thing, remember? Right, we did. Okay. Yeah. So now Dexter's been all creeped out. I just trying to get I don't like the Thatch Man being used to uh, to keep another feud going. You know what I'm I mean, saying? One. I mean, I guess one. he yeah, he did get the win, right? I guess yeah. I think Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis is the bigger story here, and uh, we'll moment. see where Thatcher can kind of go. I mean, I guess yeah. You take the momentum of winning one week, and who knows where that can lead? Yeah, I'm sure next week we'll have another segment, mm-hmm. another lesson. But uh, we go backstage. Johnny Gargano's still livid. He wants to talk to Regal, saying the title match with Leon should be thrown out. Reverse the decision. But Regal says, it was your bloody idea. I have no reason to. So Johnny just freaks out, saying, I rigged the wheel. It was a joke, a goof. But Regal says the decision stands. Guess the curse is still alive. Guess the curse uh, is still alive. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that was fun. Regal. We get a quick, uh, we get one of those hype videos. What do they call it? Like point something point. I don't know. Io Shirai is defending against Rhea Ripley next week. Point. What, we what are you? Out. What are you saying? Something. Uh, I'm trying to think what they call it. It's like a video, but they always call it the same thing. I don't know. I feel like the word point is. Oh, okay. No, I think like a <laughs> vignette. No, no, Hype no. Package. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Okay. No, I'll, not I'll, that. I'll have to listen. I'll have to listen closer for next time. Yeah, but like they call it that. Like up next, we have the. I don't know. Oh, okay. Point, okay. The point okay. zero. Okay. Zero, I'll, uh, ground zero. I don't know. Whatever. The right. Okay. Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> Pat McAfee comes out. He's got the brand with him. Uh, he's putting over his boys. He's insulting the fans, the internet wrestling community. 
because uh, we got another. We got three title matches tonight, and we're main eventing with the NXT tag titles. One Lorcan, Danny Burch defending against Breezango. Uh Yeah, they're all there. Pete Dunn at one point is thrown into the commentary booth where McAfee's sitting, and Dunn's boot just goes flying right into Pat's face. That was a shoot bump. That was a shoot. Yeah, what happened? What happened? What happened there? <laughs> but anyways, Breezango, they put up a good fight, but they're in trouble. Uh, when Drake Maverick comes down to try to help help out uh, attack the brand because they hurt his buddy Killian Dane last week, so. Drake, he's running wild. Uh, and then back in the ring, Fandango hits his big leg drop off the top rope. The same move that won him the titles, but Larkin kicks out at two. So McAfee gets in the ring to distract the ref. And then Pete Dunn takes out Tyler Breeze. So Fandango's all alone. And he gets hit with that big double DDT. So Larkin and Birch retain the titles. Pat McAfee yeah. is still doing such an incredible job. Oh, yeah. Great heel work. Great talker. Then afterwards, the brawl just kind of continues yeah. until uh, the brand stands tall. And then they all hold Tyler Breeze down as McAfee hits him with the big running field goal kick right to the head. So the brand. The punt. Yeah, looking, the punt. Giving a big or old punt. Kick. A real. He a, both, he he was a punter? A, he's a punter. So, this is an uh, actual punter. Randy Orton can't punt for shit. Well, we don't know. We've never seen him on the football field. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. You've never seen Randy Orton punt a football, like, so yeah. until we do see him punt a football. I think uh, it's easier to punt than it is to kick a field goal. I wonder. Well, I mean, kicking in, kicking in general is just fucking a tough one. Well, because punting. And yeah, the, well, punting, you just, you just, you know, it's all on you. The other one, the kicker's got to hold it. And yeah, well, you know, of course, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving pieces. But yeah, certainly the arrogance of coming with a professional athlete is something that other heels just can't provide to you, right? Like this was literally an a, a, a professional player for many years in the National Football League, and he'll just constantly hold that level of arrogance over top of everybody and make making everybody look better in the process, or at least uh, uh, Lorkin and Danny Birch. Yeah, I think he even talked about it, like his career earnings, like $150 million or some shit. Or, oh, yeah, like, he's he has more money than everybody on the everybody on the roster, right? Not to mention you know, years yeah. of an athlete, you have sponsorships. Of course, his podcast brand is larger than anybody else's podcast brand on, uh, on in, you know, in NXT. So, yeah, yeah, I love using a lot of that kind of shooty things to really drive your point home. The shooty? Not not the shooties. Yeah, it's a shooting <laughs> type know, know. of thing. I know. A shooting. Yeah, I know. Maybe I, know. I should say. Uh, but that was it. That was everything. Yeah. That was Wednesday nights. That was the week. That was fantastic. Yeah, another great week. Uh, two weeks in the Survivor Series, so I guess that's our build. We already know that NXT will not be a, a, a part of that. And we have this December 2nd uh, main event, uh, or sorry, um, heavyweight AEW title to look forward to also. Yeah, still no mention of War Games, so we don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah, they haven't even mentioned it yet. I, that could, it's obviously not happening Survivor Series week. I mean, and I guess, yeah, whatever, wh wh wherever it would happen, whether it be, yeah, that Capitol Wrestling Center or the, whatever it's called, you know what it's called. Thunderdome, like wherever they choose to <laughs> hold it, uh, hopefully we do get to see it. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll maybe that'll be a December. Maybe they'll make it the January thing. Who, Who knows? knows? I mean, our schedule our schedule is off anyways. So yeah. Who the heck knows? And that was the wrestling week. Let's cap off our wrestling week the only way that we know how, uh, which is with the wrestler of the week. With the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week. We had a fantastic pay-per-view this past week. Um, and I'm going straight to the pay-per-view for my wrestler of the week. We're going into the new champions, the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks um, just put on one hell of a hard-hitting match. I love any So many of the moves that they do are so smooth. There's one uh, adjective I could use to describe the Young Bucks. It's smooth. When Nick Matt Jackson, Nick. when Matt Jackson does his little like, he kind of he he he's he's running to do a maneuver outside of the ring, and he runs up to the rope, and the way he just sort of like spins himself up into the corner to get outside to then deliver an awesome super kick or some kind of splash, it's just so freaking smooth. <laughs> Everything about them. Uh, yeah, this was a hard week. Yes, a lot yeah, of there very was a lot good, of good wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, a lot of good wrestling. I mean, uh, yeah, the Young Bucks, like you mentioned. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I will give it to... It was such, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a damn good match, hard-hitting, crazy. Uh, fuck, I'm just going to give it to Pentagon. Pentagon! Yeah, crazy match against Phoenix. Uh, Young Bucks were very close. Darby Allen, he had a great win as well. Even Leon Ruff was close for that crazy out of nowhere. Yeah, this was but a great Penta, week. This was a great week. It was a great week. But yeah, I'll give it to Penta at the end of the day. Congratulations, Penta. Penta and Ray Phoenix, are they, they rack up these wrestlers of the week. I can't wait for the end of year, um, you know, a grand tally of everything. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's coming up sooner than you know it. Coming sooner than you know it. The shooties at the end of the year, of course, the year-end reviews. Um, but that's all the time. That was the entire show. That's all the time we got for this week's podcast. You can rate, review, like, and subscribe. The show is everywhere, you know. All over. All over the place. And uh, I guess that's all the time that we have. Thanks for checking in for another week, folks. And uh, that's all I got. Mike, you got anything? No. Oh, that sounds great, baby. Okay, you folks take care of yourself. Bye. Bye.